from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 152, The Suck Awakens. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Robert. I'm Shannon. And I'm John. <laughs> Are you? Wait, I said it, it awakens. Are you guys awake at this moment? I know, it's like it's all about dramatic pauses. Like, and it kept getting longer, too. It's like, wait for it, wait for it. Is there anyone else? <laughs> well, it's like every time you start the episode, too, like... It startles the crap out of me. Because you're like, welcome! And I'm like, oh my god! Well, Chuck does say that he, he used to pee himself when I <laughs> do the intro. Well, I'm deaf in one ear, but that's all right. Well, and I will say that my, my wife jokes around with me now, because anytime I mention anything about the podcast, she'll be like, welcome to the Star Joe podcast! <laughs> I was like, oh, so you hear me through the door. Okay. <laughs> So um, so this is one of our suck episodes where it's just kind of news items we're going to talk about in general. Uh, we are going to try to wrap up our top fives that we didn't get to in episode 150 uh, and just talk about whatever the hell's on our mind. Um, it's going to be an interesting night. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Right. Uh, I, was tell- I was telling everyone earlier that I've already had... He said- but I've already had about three or four glasses of wine, so it's either going to be a lot of fun or I'll be asleep in about 15 minutes. One of the, one of the two is going to happen. No, you're doing your Shannon impersonation. Right. <laughs> I just downed a, a five-hour energy and chased it with a Diet Mountain Dew, so, <laughs> so you're wired. that's as wild as I get. That's it. Pace yourself, Robert. Right. Oh, it's on. <laughs> so the one thing I wanted to, to throw out there, and they don't have to accept it if they don't want to, but... Um, uh, John and, and Shannon have been on this show enough that I, I figure Miles just officially call them fellow co-hosts at this point. I think that's a good idea. Um, 
<laughs> I don't they know. Seem to, they, they seem to at least stay on the episode longer than I ever do. <laughs> right. And they sound really excited about this news, too. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. Well, well, thank you so much. I know. It doesn't take much effort to stay on longer than Robert anyway. I mean, <laughs> 15 Whoa. minutes, 20 minutes. Who's staying on Robert? What? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things. Like I was, I actually thought about it for episode one fifty and just completely forgot to even mention it. So, one, episode one fifty two, you guys are officially co-hosts. <laughs> so it took two episodes for you to remember. Well, I wanted to wait till you guys were back on, okay. and I did episode one fifty one by myself. And you don't listen to the show, so I figured that's not going to do any good. So, I thought we were just chatting. I didn't know this was a show. <laughs> That's pretty much all it is. I just happen to record it and use it for blackmail. This is the only socializing Shannon does. He's like, can you record this? No, that, that's kind not of, true. Yeah, it is, actually. That's, really, that's the sad part. Um, so, yeah, I, I know our, our uh, what was it, the self-proclaimed co-host Jason Adams probably won't be too happy about it. But, uh, but yeah, uh, well, welcome aboard officially for, for good. <laughs> <laughs> Yay me! But uh, but yeah, I mean, all it means is we just keep doing what we've been doing. But it, it's like you said, wanted to make it more official this time. So, um, speaking of our buddy Jason Adams, he actually has a podcast out there, and I'm want to make sure I get it right. Um, so let me look it up here. It's going to take me a second. Just vamp for a little bit. Bow 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 bow. He didn't say ramps. He said. Oh, wait, I got to get my son's drum set. (laughs) So um, his podcast is actually called Jason Talks Stuff. That's all it is. And it's him and another Jason. So there's actually two Jasons that that do the show. Um, Last time I checked, they were not on iTunes just yet, but they were working on that. So hopefully if you look for Jason talk stuff, you can find it on iTunes. You should also be able to, to Google it and find it and you can download it right from their website because they also went with uh, Podbean. So um, right. I know you can download and play the, the episodes right from there. Um, and you're, you're positive. It's two separate people. It's not. Yes. It's <laughs> like multiple personality. <laughs> well, I'm not a hundred percent sure there are different voices. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing a character voice. <laughs> could be, could be. So I don't think he'll be too upset that you guys have become official hosts now. Cause He's now a host of his own podcast. So, um, but yeah, we'll probably do like a crossover episode with him at some point, and cool, sounds and good. Anything else? But uh, yeah, I, I downloaded four of his episodes so far. I've listened to two of them, and uh, I really like it. It's it's fun. I mean, it's it's rough, but everybody's first episode was rough, so um, I know I can't even listen to ours anymore. So um, I, I never listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out the middleman. Um, well, it's good you're not listening to yourself then. Um, I have no, I have no choice so uh, but to listen to you. Ooh. Ooh. We also speaking of our listeners, we did get some listener feedback from uh, Matt Ad, uh, Matt Anderson and also a very generous donation from him. So he reached out to me and said, "Hey, I want to make uh, I just made a donation, wanted to make sure that it, it went through." And I went and checked it and it was a, extremely generous in fact i'm not gonna say how much it was but i will say that it was enough to pay for next 
year's costs for doing the show. So, nice. for, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't just your wine tonight? It wasn't just my wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. We appreciate that. Um, normally it's a normally it's a cost very nice yeah normally it's a cost that i have to put out myself every year and he has to put out (laughs) and it's not and it's not a lot when you break it down per month but it's obviously a cost so i told him i was like man that's awesome because now it next year's show is paid for so so i was happy about that and then he did send a message through uh, our fan page on Facebook about episode 150. He said, uh, hey, guys, just finished episode 150 and thought it was awesome, though I have to come to the conclusion that I cannot listen to your show with any people around me because they'll just stare at me when I laugh too hard at the show, <laughs> especially the conversation about Zod kneeling before your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's what he said. I know. I'm right there with you, Shannon. <laughs> he says, keep up the great work, and thanks for always providing great entertainment. He said, just had a couple topic questions I wanted to run by you guys and get your thoughts. He said, first, was wondering what you have thought of all the Marvel Star Wars comics so far. He's like, I personally have enjoyed all of them, with the Vader series and main Star Wars series being my favorites uh, so far, though I have been pleasantly surprised by the Kanan series. Have you guys read any of the new Star Wars stuff at all? Shannon's I read haven't. Eminent stuff. Yeah, right? well, that just Shannon? started though. He only, yeah. only, you know, the first issue came out. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his anyway. So yeah, I am too. And when I saw that Cassidy was uh, leaving, I was like, oh, I really liked his artwork, but I knew he wasn't going to stay very long. And uh, when I saw it was Eminent taking over, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> please stay on Star Wars for a very long time. So. Yeah. Well, I was telling John at the show, it was like, I thought that book was coming out a week later than it was. Okay. And I was working, and I saw that the issue had come out. And it's one of those digital, you buy it and you get the digital free. Yeah, yeah. So I, like, freaked out. I was like, oh, crap, it's going to sell out. You know, I didn't know it was coming out today. So I was, like, cranking out my page, trying to get that done. And I literally ran, like, a 12-year-old to the comic shop. (laughs) That's awesome. Which is, like, three blocks away from my place. And I get there... And I get the comic, right? And I, I'm like beeline straight to the thing, get the comic and go straight to the counter. Uh-huh. And there's this girl standing behind the counter and I put it up on the counter and she's like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, well, can I get a bag and board for this? And she's like, really? Okay, whatever. And I was like, look, you know, lumberjane chick, just put the bag, on, you know, put the book in the bag and give it to me. Because you got to remember the bookstore, like our store is in DuPont Circle, which is like, you know, they call it the Fruit Loop. Okay. So I'm just like, I don't need that, like, LBGBTV, FBI, whatever <laughs> attitude. Just put it in a bag and let me get out of here because I want to read the damn thing. Right. Well, and, so. and I hate that when it happens in, like, a comic shop or bookstore or something like that where the, the cashier is, like, judging you. It's like, look, you're getting paid, like, minimum wage. And, and <laughs> not to begrudge anyone that works at those places, but you're going to really like turn your nose up at me for like my choices in what I'm reading and stuff like that. Like, come on. Yeah, I, don't, like every- I don't think it's ever the, cl- the clerk's position to comment on what you're purchasing. Like no. if it's something they like, then sure. Go ahead and be like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I think that you know, bookstores or anything, anything, I mean, especially not like uh, like a Walgreens or something, you know, where they're like commenting on everything you're buying. Cause a lot of times that's kind of personal stuff. Right. But even like uh, like oh hemorrhoid cream like, like somebody's you, having some problems. 
But it's like, hey, keep your opinions to yourself, man. Everybody has diarrhea. Get off my back. You know, but especially even at like a comic book shop. Are you okay? No, I'm all right. <laughs> I don't have any experience in this. I'm just saying. Are, are you sure you just had one five-hour energy? You're rather impassioned about this subject. <laughs> last time don't we had, hit a hot button, man. Last time we had Shannon go on his tirade about da- his daddy issues. Now we got Robert losing his mind over his hemorrhoid cream. And <laughs> You don't mess with that. No, no, no. Well, I'm just talking to, like clerks in general. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not buying this product for your opinion yeah you know for whatever reason you know it's yeah, but there, you know, I just, I just, go ahead no i was gonna say but there seems to be like it, it's almost a cliche about comic store guys you know what i mean yeah. yeah and like i've always had to deal with that like no matter what decade it's been i've been reading the stuff that wasn't cool enough for the guy behind the counter yeah you know because i wasn't like an x-men kid and i wasn't whatever you know like an image boy or whatever and i just like was it seems like every time I walk into the store, somebody behind the counter is giving me crap. Yeah. And well, and the thing is, too, is like their job is to sell you stuff, and you're making me feel bad about what I'm buying. What the hell? You're not doing your job. Um, yeah. I actually, our comic shop recently got rid of, or he left of his own accord, but he, uh, this guy left, and he wasn't even reading any of the books, and he didn't, so you'd bring something up to him, and he had no idea, so you couldn't even talk to him about it, and that was almost as bad for me because it's like okay you don't know anything that's going on in any of the titles that are even on your shelf there and you're you're here all day you know grab one of them and read one of them but they got a new guy and he is an amazing salesman like to robert's point like if he likes something that you're picking up he'll talk to you about it and he'll be like oh yeah it's really great did you read the issue with this and whatever and then if you are picking up something he hasn't read he'll ask you about it yeah, no, that's but, cool. But not like an. That's fine. Or I mean, even suggest something like it, or something maybe you yeah. like, especially something more independent. That if you like this, then chances are you might like this. So give it a shot, or yep. um, you know that kind of a thing. You know, I I I enjoy that, but uh, yeah, you don't need criticism. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I so, get enough of that at cons. Yeah, <laughs> get or, enough of that at home or on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Um, and then, so Shannon, did you get to read the issue yet? or? Yeah, yeah. No, oh. I, I burned through it like immediately. Oh, awesome. What'd you think? On the run home, he's like running <laughs> and reading it. Sweating all over it, thinking, thank God I got the digital copy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I usually sit down and, and I'll read the story, but honestly, I just sit there and pick the artwork apart. Okay. Yeah. You know, and which is what I spent. You know, I read the book in like five minutes, and then spent the next two and a half hours looking at it. Yeah, just detail. analyzing it and breaking it yeah. down. I love that. Yeah. You know, like oh my god, it's a waterfall, and there's like four lines. How did he do that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think for me in the Star Wars stuff, I'm. It's inevitable. I'm waiting for it to be collected into like nicer hardcover editions, and I'll read yeah. through it. I, I'm positive it's good. They're putting all their you know, generally their best talent on it, yeah. um, and I'm sure it's going to be great. So I'm just not. I'm not looking to like double or triple dip into this particular product line. I'll wait sure. until it's a nicer hardcover, and I'll get it then for sure. Yeah. The cool thing that, that um, I notice is uh, I have the Marvel Unlimited app. Yeah. And they have, I want to say, almost, if not, every single Dark Horse comic available on it now. Oh, wow. That was oh, cool. the, of the Star Wars ones. Um like I looked through it and I was like I have a hard time finding issues that they don't have in there right now. 
Um, and so you can read all those. And now it's been long enough that the star, the new Marvel Star Wars ones are showing up in there. So well, like when when Dark Horse, the week before they lost the license, yeah, they put all of their digit every book that was published and converted to digital, which I think was their entire library. Yep. Was on sale for I don't know a couple hundred bucks. Yep. Um, for just like literally hundreds of books, and so I went ahead and jumped into that. So I so I have all those digitally, which is pretty cool. I, Very I cool. Yeah. But you know what I'm you know what I'm hoping Marvel does, and I've never actually seen this thing in, in print, but apparently they collected all the Al Williamson strips in a oh, book. Oh, nice. And not the yeah. Dark Horse one where they like broke it up and had new artwork and stuff. It was like the actual original strips. Right. And apparently it goes for like seven hundred bucks on eBay whenever. Is it, it black does. and white or is it? Yeah, from what I understand. Oh, and I would love for them to do that. I oh yeah. And keep it in black and white. I don't yeah. want color on Al Williamson. Yeah. Because this stuff the, is just so beautiful. One of the guys in my studio, Steve Bird, he has one of those original strips. Oh nice. He, uh, I don't know how it happened. He met with him and. Hung out with him for an afternoon. He invited him back to his studio. They hung out and talked and worked, and then he just gave it to him. Oh, I'm like, wow. what? And apparently so, he did that a lot. Like, yeah. Uh, like Chris Sparks, cool that was on Cul-de-Sac, apparently talked to him a few times, and that's the same thing happened to him. Like, he would talk to him on the phone, and then he got a package in the mail, and it was like two strips or something. Oh, yeah. wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, I obviously have been reading all the Star Wars comics. Surprise, surprise. Um, I am up to, almost up to date. I did not get to read the Imminent one yet because I don't have the issue with me. I have to uh, meet up with Chuck to get my copy of that. Um, but uh, I've loved everything. I mean, the main Star Wars title is awesome. I mentioned in the last episode that I was reading the main Star Wars title and the Vader series are great companion books because you can read both of them separately and totally get what's going on. But if you are reading both of them, they really tie into each other a lot um, and in a very cool way. Um, I've been read. I just started reading the Lando miniseries, which is really cool. They did a good job with Lando. Um, I'm waiting for a, a can of Colt 45 to show up at some point. <laughs> uh, uh, the princess Leia miniseries. Some people kind of got down on it. I really liked it. I, I thought it was done really well. There's a few moments where the art looks a little wonky in the faces of some of the characters, but um, overall, it looks nice, and I, I think the story was really good. So, um, did Dodson do the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, the Kanan series, just like Matt had mentioned in his message to us, really surprised me. Like you didn't, you do not have to be reading Rebels or watching Rebels, the uh, animated series, in order to understand what's going on in the Kanan series. It's you can totally read it separately and enjoy it. So. Um, so Matt also says, also wanted to see what your thoughts are about Dark Horse releasing a collection of the Masters of the Universe mini comics, and Maddie Collector releasing the filmation style action figures. He goes personally, I'm very excited for both. He said, I know Ryan and I have talked about uh, some of this already, as it's definitely a way to uh, to bring back childhood nostalgia. He said, thanks again, and talk to you guys soon, Matt. So I don't know if you guys were aware of that or not, that uh, the Dark Horse is releasing a, it's coming out this fall. It's a collected edition of all the mini comics from the 80s for, that used to come with the toys. Um, and then Maddie Collector is doing a series of action figures this coming year. I think it's the 2006 year. Um, they're doing a subscription series of 
uh, action figures based on the film on how the characters looked in the filmation cartoon. But I thought it was DC in the 2006 the... year. Yeah, two, uh, 2016. <laughs> I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, go back in time. time. <laughs> I think I missed that one. <laughs> oh, too bad. So, anyways, you're gonna say, Shannon? <laughs> no, I was asking. I thought DC had the rights to the. They do. How is that working? I don't know. Um, DC- well, it's as far as printing the the mini comics. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's a little different with Hasbro too. I mean, there there are certain exceptions and certain, um, yeah, especially with those mini comics because there uh, there are other companies besides IDW that can print certain GI Joe, um, comics, and it's just based on contracts that preceded the IDW picking up the rights. Right. And I don't think DC created those. I might be wrong, but I don't think DC created the mini comics that came with the figures. No, but usually it seems like it's a a, a license goes. You know, gotcha. Yeah. One company, unless it's somewhat like another country. Yeah. Well, especially with the mini comics too. If they were packaged with the um, the toys, then yeah. then that becomes toy product, even though it's a, a published comic book. So, like with yeah. the the two pack GI Joe figures and stuff that like. Uh, you know, Jeremy Dale worked on, right? Yeah. yeah. Like th- those weren't published by say devil's due at the time or. Yeah. I find it interesting. interesting. Um, Masters of the universe is, uh, and you guys might know another example, but Masters of the universe is the only licensed property that I can think of that has been, had comics come out done by DC, Marvel and independent company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Been around the block. Yeah, because you had. Uh, but I would like. I would like to see that though. A lot of the art in that's really good. I mean, yeah, it's like a like old Bushima stuff. And- yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I was originally wanting to try to find like either collections or collect it myself through like eBay auctions and things like that to actually get all of the mini comics because I wanted to read them. And then all of a sudden, I heard this collection was coming. Out. I was like, oh my god! It's like someone <laughs> read my mind before I spent my money and <laughs> said, here's here's a whole collection of them. <laughs> Isn't somebody doing Atari Force? Yes. Um, uh, who the hell is, is it? That? I want to say Dynamite. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Oh. Dynamite Entertainment. They're going to do a new version of Atari Force, but then I'm sure they're going to re, uh, reprint. Well, that's what I. Yeah, series. I heard they were going to reprint the Garcia Lopez stuff. Yeah, which I will definitely hey. be all over that. Hey Ryan, didn't Thundercats weren't they Marvel and DC both too? Uh, Thundercats or Wildstorm? Or something? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. And uh, they were Star, weren't they Star Comics at Marvel? They were Star they Comics were, at Marvel. Star, yeah. But did they have an independent company do them also? I don't remember. I was just yeah. I was just thinking about no, the, that's at a, least the two yeah, big ones. So that's kinda... a, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, like I said, Master Universe I know had like all three. It had Marvel, DC, and the independent company that made them. But Thundercats yeah. may have. I'm not sure though. The what? The Thundercats? I'm actually just looking at this now. Like Thundercats are going to have a. They're going to come out in 2016. Yeah, because you're, you're working on it, right? <laughs> Weren't you doing something with that at some, or was that more going to be it's, uh, it's just kind of like one one picture with a story with text? Yeah, it's just kind of like illustration yeah. with text. Yeah. Yeah. But is Thundercats having something coming out soon? Thundercats is having an action figure line that's done oh, by yeah. the Four Horsemen. Yep. Like the same people who do the mo- the He Man classics line are doing in a very similar style and fashion, like classic. Oh, that looks beautiful. The yeah. the the mock-ups for the initial ones yeah. look just amazing. And I think they updated the Lionel one because initially when it came out, it still looked good. But then all of a sudden, I saw that there was like an updated image for the the prototype and stuff like that, and it looked even better. So, um, 
yeah, I definitely want to get some of those when they come out. So, because the <laughs> the ones that were done by was it Bandai or whatever were just horrible. Oh, those were the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, I think that was everything as far as listener feedback. Yeah, I got nothing. No, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted by a link that Robert sent. So, Whoa. <laughs> did you see it? I did. Oh, fine. Yeah, those look awesome, huh? <laughs> They do. They did really you see both it? of them. Did you both see it? of them. Can you scan it? Send it to me. <laughs> no. It? Um, but yeah. So there's been a lot of news stuff that's been coming out that I don't think we've really had a chance to talk about on the show, and wanted to kind of hear if you guys have have seen some of these things or heard some of these things and what your opinions are on it. Um, Crap. <laughs> so going into obviously a lot of Star Wars news has been. Out. Um, have you guys seen the the actual helmet for Kylo Ren, which is the one of the main bad guys? I have not. Okay. Nope. It's kind of like it has because all we've seen so far has been the trailer image where it's like really quick. It kind of looks like a like oh, Darth yeah. Revan and stuff like that. Well, they actually showed the helmet that's underneath that hood, and it's got a little bit of a Darth Vader shape to it, just a little bit. Um, and it's got like this kabuki looking front face mask thing to it. So, um, it looks pretty sweet. Um, they said that it, it's designed to make it look like it was homemade, like as if he made it, uh, secondhand. And, uh, it lends to the theory that it was assembled using Darth Vader's helmet. So, you know, in the trailer, they show the Vader's helmet that was all like scorched and everything else from the funeral pyre. Um, they're saying that there's some rumors out there that that's actually retrieved and used by the, the villain in, in the force awakens to mold his own helmet, uh, because he looked up to Vader. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, JJ Abrams, uh, some quotes that came from him. Uh, he said, uh, so they were saying for a 49 year old, uh, Abrams who grew up uh, Star Wars fan, part of the challenge was coming face-to-face with a fantasy world he knew and loved. So some of the things that he said was the fact that he was a fan was constant in production of the movie. There were moments he uh, we would all look around and realize what we were doing and gasp a little bit and then dive back into it. Which I would imagine if I was involved at all in the movie, yeah, there would be a lot of those moments like, holy crap, I just told C-3PO to go stand over there or whatever, you know, for direction and stuff. <laughs> Um, he says, when you're on the set of the Millennium Falcon or staring into the eyes of C-3PO giving direction, it's pretty easy to have that fanatic part of you bubble up. But our job was to be there and to tell this story, not to be a fanboy. He says, wherever possible and whenever possible, we try to do things as much in camera as we would uh, and or as we could. And that meant a lot of the artists on the side of things were building things and not with pixels, but with wood and paint and foam and actually constructing sets that we could have done in post. Um, It gave the actors the actual location, the actual sunlight or stage light, uh, something to bounce off of, and the movie movie a feeling of being in an actual location and not an artificial one. And I think that's the thing that most fans are excited about, was that Abrams said, like, we used practical effects whenever possible. Yeah, I think it's just very apparent. I mean, you can kind of tell when things shift to totally CGI because it's never going to be exact, and it's never going even even if you're dealing with like aliens, which aren't humanoid, right. but 
there's just you lose that tactile like sense of reality when it's not physically there it's just we're yeah. you know i don't i mean it's just it's it's still a restriction like we, we we're good enough with cgi that you can you can do just about anything uh and to certain levels or degrees of believability uh and you're willing to kind of take it in stride being like sure that looks cool like i don't necessarily believe that something they're you know physically uh, an area they're physically inhabiting but it looks cool right you know so you have to balance that as best as possible when you're doing a movie like at, in this scale and in not this uh, you know in this genre yeah yeah and that's the thing like when you look at some of the behind the scenes moments from the prequels like everything was blue screen or green screen. yeah they're just in this gigantic blue room <laughs> yeah you know so the fact that and like he even mentions stuff when i was reading some of the articles of things he was talking about he even mentions about like being in the desert in abu dhabi and uh like it being so hot and so intense that it, it was just completely uncomfortable and sometimes unbearable but he's like, but at the same time, you're like, that's what you need for a desert scene. You don't need to be in a sound studio or anything like that. Air-conditioned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and then having like uh, extras like spraying people in the face so it looks like they're sweating and and, and things like that. <laughs> like, uh, I'm sure the the scenes we see with John Boyega sweating in the desert, he's probably actually really sweating in the desert. So. Um, like passing out in the desert. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the other thing that J.J. Abrams mentioned that I wanted wanted to throw out there, too, is he says, and it wasn't until we got on set and I got my answer. It was rem- a remarkable thing to see how effortlessly Harrison Ford became Han Solo again. Oh, that's cool. So And then broke his foot. Right. <laughs> and then hobbled off and is like grumpy old man. Yeah. <laughs> Attitude. And that's one of the things he said. I'm not too. signing that. <laughs> that's one of the things he said, too, was he said, you know, that's one of the risks you run when you decide to do practical. He says, you know, we had to postpone filming for a while because we wanted to use a practical door, <laughs> which then <laughs> fell on his foot. So um, and I don't know if you guys heard, but he. um <laughs> He actually um, had the foot uh, amputated. Well, no, J.J. Abrams actually broke his back trying to lift the door himself off of Harrison Ford's foot. So, so you just start getting a pile of guys like trying to help him out, and they're just like, ah. it's like a Simpsons skit, isn't it? Yeah. Ben's <laughs> like, out trying to build up something, snaps, and they go down. <laughs> so, oh, so I sent this picture over to you guys. It's. The, the second I saw this, I thought Abrams was like flipping off <laughs> the camera, like, "Yeah, I've got a like a, a star, you know, a lightsaber hilt." F you guys! I'm like, "What the?" I hope that this is like a headshot, but he's yeah. but he's got like his, fingers like up on the side of his up, face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dang, Abrams! What and the you heck? can kind of see that he does have not only his middle, yeah, finger, the other his, his index finger too, but yeah, it looks like it's just his middle finger. Like at first up. glance, I was like, dang. It's like it's kind of like when the person rubs their eye with the middle finger to flick you off. It kind of has that effect like, to it. It's like my daughter. Any any time she points at anything, it's just her middle finger, and I. I don't have the heart to tell her not to do that because it cracks me up every time. And I love it when we're in public and she's like, Dad, can I have this? And then just puts her <laughs> finger up and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, and then the thing, too, is if you tell her to not do it, she'll yeah, just want to exactly. do it more. Exactly. So. I'm just I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's going to be a life lesson down the road for her. Yeah. 
But like one of the things too, we were, uh, I think I mentioned it earlier with, uh, John and Shannon, like the new actors, John Boyega and Daisy Ridley and, and, and the rest of the cast, they seem to really be embracing this movie and, and role because like John Boyega and Daisy Ridley just showed up at a Disney store in Oxford, uh, to kick off the Force Friday uh, of you know selling all the new movie stuff and everything else, and they t- did a video of them standing there and they just look at like they're having a good time. It's like yeah, I get that they're probably told to go there, but it's like they you could tell they're enjoying it. They're not just doing it because they're being told to do it. So um, I love that, and I you know, granted it's partly probably because they probably grew up with star Wars and are fans of the movie. And now they're part of it. So it's like, they're just excited to be part of all this now and that they are a main focus of it. But, uh, to John's point earlier, like they're, you know, if this does well, they, they're set. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they've just launched their career. So just like Mark, I don't see how this could not, not go well. I mean, I think it's just, the, everything I hear about it is exactly the kind of star Wars movie that, that people want. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just I, I don't see how this could possibly not. Yeah. Yes, the fanboys won't complain at all. Right. No. Oh, they'll, definitely. they'll definitely complain, but I think it'll be it'll really appeal to the masses, and it's going to do well. Because they didn't pick the trailer apart. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like, I watched a reviewer. Uh, it's one. It's he's my favorite movie reviewer. Uh, his name is Jeremy Johns, and he and I actually posted it on our, our fan page a while back when the trailer came out. And I like him because he points out the stuff that's good and he points out the stuff that's bad if he thinks there's anything bad. But he's usually a pretty positive guy. And he said, you know, you see all the people commenting in the blogs and and posts and everything else of like, uh, I thought the font for The Force Awakens would be different. And uh, I don't like the Stormtrooper's helmet. And he's like, if that's your biggest complaint, you are stretching to not like this thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like everything I'm hearing and everything I'm seeing looks awesome and it seems like it's going to be an awesome movie. And I feel like I would have to really like intentionally want to hate it to find stuff wrong with it right now. We we got burned before. I just want to point that out. I agree. (laughs) I agree. And he did talk about that one time, too, because he says when the casting came out and everything else, he says everyone was, like, losing their mind, going, oh, look at this amazing casting. And he goes, let's go back to Phantom Menace. And he says, look at the casting we had there of, like, all these, you know, Liam Neeson and and all these other, you know, big-name actors. And, like, oh, this is great, great casting. And he says, yeah, look what we got. So, (laughs) um. Did they release as much behind the scenes, like footage or stills or like uh, as many interviews? Or I don't think they were as transparent. Yeah, I don't. With the making so. of. Yeah, I think there was a lot being kept hidden because Lucas was just that's how Lucas yeah. was. Uh, where Disney's like they want this to be successful, so they know. Right, I think if, they're they're very purposefully. Uh, yeah, they like they're four, they're four billion in the hole. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So the fans are like, you know, the you know the fans are responding positively to stuff. So they're like, okay, let's show them a little bit more. Let's show them a little bit more. Uh, but they're also, I think they're also doing it smartly because I still don't know what the hell the movie's about. <laughs> so, yeah, do you care? No. <laughs> but like so far, like we've seen images and we've seen like all these little scenes, but not like very little of it. Am I be able to piece together like what all of it means and where it's all going? So. I think they're doing a great job with that because I'm really hyped and I'm really intrigued, but I don't know what it's going to be until I see it on the screen. So, 
Um, so S- Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, talking about you know the release coming out, is expected to surpass five hundred million dollars worldwide in its opening weekend alone. I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, the kind of money that these these big global well, what know, did movies. Jurassic, what did the Jurassic thing take in? I think it was like uh, four hundred. Yeah, okay. it's the third. I, I it's the third highest that. grossing now. So it like know, pushed I, uh, Avengers out of the way. Yeah. But I, I expect it'll do way more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Only too. because it's like Jurassic, as great as it was, you're not talking about something that's ingrained in everybody. Yeah. The same way that that Star Wars is. Right. I mean, we're talking multiple generations, like grandpa to like great grandson level. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, have you seen the meme that's out there where it's like Avengers uh, biggest grossing uh, weekend ever? And then below it, it's a picture from Jurassic World and it's Chris Pratt and it says, oh, really? And then you see at the bottom, it's Han and Chewie. And it said, it says, bitch, please. You're just the opening act. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's about how it's going to go. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So, um, and I agree. I think it, I think it'll do more than 500 million. I would be really yeah. shocked if I didn't, if I heard anything other than that. So it would, it would have to suck so hard yeah, for it not to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just don't, I, even though I know we were burned before, I don't see that happening with this one. I just don't, I, I realize that yes, there's going to be the fanboys that criticize it and pull it apart and rip it apart and everything else. But I think generally speaking, you're, I think we're going to be seeing a movie that people are excited and think is is at least good, if not. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not. And I'm then, not going to read and Grub's then review. Will go see more than once. <laughs> He's not. You're not going to read Grub's review. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree, John. Uh, I think people will see it. I, I think this once. is one. That I think this is. You're going to go. You're going to get in line if it's if it's. Look, if it's half as good as what we think it may be. Yeah. The repeat business on it is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I, just, I, I believe that. Yeah. I, you know, because I think I even saw. I know when the when the uh, special editions came out in '97, I saw those repeated. I saw episode. Well, I saw Star Wars yeah. three or four times in the theater. Then, right? Yeah. Now, I think I saw Phantom Menace twice, which I'm kind of embarrassed to say. I think I saw it twice. I saw it twice uh, in yeah, the theater. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to make sure but, I, hadn't uh, but I, I, right. I wanted to make sure I was like maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was maybe I fell asleep no no it was shit <laughs> um, I won't say it's shit but uh, it's definitely my least of, of all six movies so um, but uh, yeah it's I, I just I think it's gonna be huge I am planning to go see the midnight showing and I've already told my boss I'm probably gonna call off sick the next day so <laughs> And probably go see it again. So he won't care. He won't be there. No, my boss really didn't care. She's she's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I was saying she'd be at the movie theater. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, probably <laughs> I, it. It will be. You know, they always project uh, before uh, like Super Bowl and you know NCAA tournament basketball tournament. They they do projections in terms of lost lost business. Yeah. You know, because you know when people taking off. I will be very curious because I'm sure they will put out a number for this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that with people taking off. Yeah, that'll well, be. I'd be. I'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I, I also think this is going to be much like I think Avengers was. I think this will be one of those movies where uh, if you didn't see it, you're going to be in the minority. Um, yeah. So. 
Um, so with some of the new toys coming out, we have uh, Force Friday happening in the next 40 minutes uh, as of we're us recording this. Uh, one of the things that was announced that's coming out, I don't know if you guys have seen the video of this already, it's the uh, BB-8 uh, remote control uh, by <laughs> by Sphero. It's, oh. it's a remote yeah. control droid. It is $150. Um, wow. It looks awesome. It's it's the the ball is about the size of a baseball, so it's kind of small, but it operates just like the BB-8 in the movie. It rolls around. It, you can swivel its head on top of the ball. It actually will um, project messages. Um, so if you you can enter a message on your what? phone because you use your phone as you get download an <laughs> app for it to control it, and you can type up messages and it'll project it like on walls and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, okay. I don't think they're going to be that $4 billion in the hole very long. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I have to point out, did, did we talk about this last time, about the R2-D2 remote control robot that came out in the 70s? Yes, I, a little bit, I think. I don't know. Okay, because that thing was crap. Yeah. <laughs> it was utter crap. Yeah. So if I pay 150 bucks, this thing better perform as advertised. And then some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and this is. Um, so what do you mean? And then some. Like, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, the thing better. You better perform and then some. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is that like the tagline for this product? Like, I'm a, I'm a little worried about the performing too. What What do you want no, it to like, do? Like with the original R2 thing, like you could have it on pristine, clean hardwood floors, and the sucker wouldn't move. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This thing better be driving through, like you know brush like jungles and you know, the desert yes well, open gravel well here's some information about it too it says um the bb-8 is steerable via via your smartphone it'll be available for android and ios uh users it uses gyroscopes and motors to propel itself forward backward and side to side uh at a speed up to five miles per hour wow so it can haul a little bit of ass you can take it for a walk so yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I actually, I, yeah, I actually thought that was kind of impressive that you know this thing came out and like I said, I've seen the video on it and it looks cool. I was, I don't know if it's one hundred fifty dollars cool, but it's cool. So I was actually a little bit relieved when I heard it was one hundred fifty dollars, just because I was like, well, at least I know they didn't like just put a bunch of cheap plastic together. Although maybe they did and still yeah. charge one hundred fifty dollars. I don't know, but. <laughs> But I'm sure it's. It sounds like it was made of something substantial enough, uh, so you're getting your money's worth with it. I don't think R2 was uh, 150 dollars when it came out, right, Shannon? No, but I think it was like 40 something bucks in 1977. That was oh, that's a lot of money back then, yeah. Yeah, so at least what 100 bucks in today's money? Sure, sure. So, and that, like I said, that sucker didn't do anything. <laughs> Just beat that in. Looks cool. Yeah. It was it was as bad as like the remote control sand crawler. Okay. That only went forward. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what's the point? <laughs> or the the, the GI Joe Mobat that just rolled forward. And, although that at least went over stuff. Like if you put something in its way, it just ran it right over. Well, so did R two. If you kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I put the GI Joe Mobat up against that R two D two unit back then, though, I think the Mobat would win. Oh, no, I'd have to knock it over. That thing weighed like five pounds. It didn't move. Um, so one other... <laughs> Go ahead. Nothing. No, I was just so disappointed. I'm still bitter. <laughs> did, did your dad give it to you? 
dude, man, <laughs> I was a spoiled kid. And it was like, even my dad was like, oh, that was a piece of crap. <laughs> paid 45 bucks, that was a piece of... <laughs> You're like, shut up, dad, it's R2. Well, I told you, I told you he put my Death Star together yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. And he just got like frustrated as the night went on so he just started like <laughs> plopping stickers wherever he wanted to oh, no. so nothing was where it was supposed to be <laughs> oh so upset you got like digital readouts in the trash compactor <laughs> it was it was like they weren't even close and i kept trying to figure out how to get them off and put them back where they belonged <laughs> and that never works that just no it was back before you could like oh Never mind. The stickers were actually just like stickers. <laughs> they it were, was like once they were down, they were down. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it was overnight. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think he had a few too. He was like, ah, screw this. <laughs> well, maybe he was trying to put them on straight then, and they just <laughs> no, not my dad. He kind of veered to the right. <laughs> He's just like, I ain't got time for this crap. <laughs> Loki's gonna get what he gets. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Um, that was not that bad. <laughs> we called you Loki last time, so, you know. Um, I was just trying to do a throwback to episode 150. Uh, so I I also uh, I got a chance to play the Disney Infinity 3.0, which has the Star Wars characters. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't want to stop playing it when I started, but it was like 1230 at night when I started playing. So I kind of <laughs> and I had work the next day. So. Um, but it was awesome. I was running around as Boba Fett and shooting stuff, and it was just, it's fun. That's the only way I can describe the Disney, Disney Infinity game. It's not, like, super challenging, at least not yet. It's not um, boring. Uh, it's it's not, like, intense or anything like that. It's just you play it, and you have just have fun playing as these characters. And now I have I have some of the Marvel characters also for the Disney Infinity game, and it's like now that I've had a chance to play it with some of the Star Wars characters, I'm like, okay, now I want to pull my, my Marvel characters off the shelf and play as Spider-Man and maybe have Spider-Man running around with Boba Fett and stuff. So, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you have a chance to, to – I got it for my – PS3, so um, it's it's a lot. Like I said, it was just a blast to play. So, um, Star Wars Rogue One movie. Mm. Um, have you guys heard of the? Uh, well, there's a couple news items when it comes to this, and we haven't really had a chance to talk about this movie at all. Um, first off, there's a rumor that this spinoff movie that's directed by Gareth Edwards may be shooting in the classic 70 millimeter widescreen format. What that means, I don't really know, but I heard that Quentin Tarantino used it recently in one of his movies. Um, I'm assuming it means it's a little, it, it'll end up looking a little grittier, or yeah, it gets, it'll, it, it is a more reminiscent of kind of more vintage film. Okay, uh, it's because things are projected at such a high definition that if you film it on a lower frame rate, then it's, you know, it, it kind of gives it that effect in okay. a way. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's why kind of Tarantino films look older. Gotcha. You know, and so, yeah, so it's it's probably just a way to give it some age. Okay. So, you know, a little texture to the actual filming. And then do you guys know what the movie's about? Have you heard what the movie's about? Rogue One? Yeah. <laughs> it's not about Rogue Squadron, I know that. <laughs> it, it, it kind at this point. At this point, it's not. Yes. It might, it might. Be, there's rumors that it might be characters that eventually become part of the Rogue Squadron, and that's where Rogue One comes into play, is that these are 
the group. This is the group that becomes Rogue Squadron. That's what the rumor is. Um, what the actual story is about is it's supposed to be about a group that is responsible for getting the plans of the Death Star. Uh, right, like it takes place in between episode three and episode four, right. like A New Hope, and more like a lot closer to episode four in the timeline. Yeah, and it's it's this and it's a like almost like a special ops ragtag group that is going to get the plans for for the Death Star. So the thing I like about it, the thing I'm excited about it, is it seems like this is going to be one of the first times we're going to get a Star Wars movie that isn't focused on Jedis and Sith and everything else. It's focused on the, the soldiers and the troops and everything else. So, um, which I actually have always liked a lot of those stories when it came to the books and, and the uh, comics and everything else. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about seeing them uh, on the screen and everything. Um, there's even an actor that they showed him like from the cast picture that they said looks a little bit like it might be Biggs. Like a younger version mm. of Biggs. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. So. When it's like rumored that Darth Vader would be in it, but he, not that he's going to be the main antagonist, but that he would be making an appearance. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah. Nice. So some of the actors and actresses, um, man, you want to like people always complain about diversity these days. Like, oh, we need more diversity in our movies. We need more diversity in our comics and stuff like that. This has got the most diverse cast I've ever seen. So, <laughs> uh, we got De- uh, Diego Luna, who is, I guess, uh, some of these actors and actresses I don't know. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Um, but Diego Luna was in the movie Milk and Killing Them Softly, which I haven't seen either of those. Um, ben Mendelsohn, which, who is in Bloodline. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, I've heard of him before. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few times, in fact. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, and he was in—he's on the TV show Hannibal, but he was also the main villain in Casino Royale. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And he played the one with the eyes. Yeah, yeah. And he played uh, Tristan in the movie King Arthur, which I saw that and I actually thought was a pretty decent movie. Um, and then there's Hong Kong action star and martial artist Donnie Yen. I am so excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie Yen is the man. It Man and It Man 2 are masterpieces. Yeah. They are. Oh. John just got very excited right there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You, have you guys ever seen any Donnie Yen movies? I have not. Yeah, they're great, but I don't like oh, have man. a man crush on them. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I heard he was going to be in it. You know, there may not be lightsabers, but there better be some... Hand to hand combat going because that guy he's he's a master. I think John I think John's got a lightsaber for him. <laughs> but um, but where's it's the where's uh, Keith Knudsen's drum? <laughs> yeah, he's a, it's a rim shot. Hopefully, it's rim still shot. in his house. Take my wife, please. please. <laughs> That's actually the joke he did. <laughs> so I hear. Um, and then there we have a uh, Jang Wen who was in Let the Bullets Fly. I'm not familiar with that person. but And then there's uh, Riz Ahmed, who was in the movies uh, Four Lions and Nightcrawler. And then I know Robert should be familiar with the next actor. Um, I don't know if you guys know him, but it's Alan uh, Tudyk. Or T- yeah. Oh, Tudyk. Yeah, Tudyk. 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 Okay. Who was uh, from Firefly. He was Wash in yeah. Firefly. And, and he's... And he's Pirate Steve in Dodgeball. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. <laughs> he's better known for Pirate Steve. 
Possibly. But he's going to give life to a motion capture character. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Probably a droid, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure. Jar Jar. Oh, man. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> Only if he dies. It would be like battle-hardened Jar Jar. Like, if you look at the production photos, I mean, none of these guys have like a, a clean piece of clothing on them. Like they're like they they haven't bathed in a month, and like Jar Jar how, comes in. How funny was like, that? Missing be if, it like, half an ear. Jar, Jar Jar was like completely intelligent, and he takes a blunt force to the head, and then that's why he's <laughs> the way he is. The Phantom. <laughs> uh, well, see, this happens after. So this. I'll say that. Yeah. 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 After he ruined the empire, but I maybe see. maybe they have Jar Jar and he just has like flashbacks to that happening to him. Though <laughs> <laughs> I tried, I tried to save the character. No. You can't. There's no saving that there's, character. There's no saving. Um, but yeah, like you said, Robert, you, if you see the cast picture, it's like they're just all like gritty looking. It, it looks like almost yeah. something you'd see in like a World War II movie or something like that. Yeah, which, exactly. Which is perfect because there was a lot of World War II inspiration in the original Star Wars trilogy. So they've already started filming that? Yes. They have actually already started. Uh, they've filmed already, at least at the time of the article that I read, which yeah. was probably a few weeks ago, they had already filmed their first couple scenes. So, oh, wow. Yep. Hey, it comes out next year. So, wow. Yeah, there's going to be a Star Wars movie like every year for the next five, six years. Do you think there's going to be a burnout point, though? No. <laughs> Not for me. I mean, other people, yes, maybe. <laughs> Same. No, I don't think so. I think, I mean, some of these movies, they're all going to be interrelated, but they're not all, all going to have that. It's kind of like the, you know, the Marvel yeah. collection of movies. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy feels very different than, than the Captain America. Like, but it's all but in the I mean, same universe. Because you all saw, like, what Spielberg said. Yeah, I did read what Spielberg said, but I'm also like, you know what, to me, as long as you're making good movies, like, people are going to go see it. Like he said, and Spielberg was saying, like, the superhero movies will run a cycle. And I agree they will, but he at least also admitted that he doesn't see that cycle ending anytime soon. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing with this. I think people are just really pumped up about Star Wars movies coming out. And at least if they're going to do like a movie every year for the next five years and maybe then slow up after that, I don't think you're going to see it diminish as long as the movies are good, as long as they're done yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I think this Rogue One has a chance of being the iffy one because, again, it's not dealing with Jedis directly. You're dealing with more like ground troop characters and things like that. But again, if you do it well, it just shows that there's another, it shows to the general pop public that there's another dimension of star Wars besides just lightsabers. So, yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, I agree. I mean, there is a chance that there could be a burnout from doing too many, but again, if I think they, I think if they do it well, people will be excited to see the next one. So I just worry about it because Disney's notorious for just running stuff into the ground. Oh, sure. You know. Yeah. But Hey, like to Robert's point, it hasn't happened so far with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, how many movies are they in since Phase One 12, Iron Man? Twelve. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it, we're starting to hit into the secondary character. Yeah. Level, and I, I that's when I tend to start to worry because there's a name recognition that I think you have. Sure. With the characters in the Avengers and Iron Man and, and the Hulk and Captain America. Sure. I think once you start getting further down the line, that's when you start 
you either have to have a, a good film or yeah. people are going to be like, who the hell is this? Why do I care about this character? Yeah. But that's, most well, people don't I mean, you're going to have your, your big budget ensemble movies, right? And that'll be the, the main line ones. Like Avengers is obviously going to do better than Ant-Man. You know right. what I mean? But that doesn't mean Ant-Man's a bad movie. In fact, Ant-Man's doing really well. I think it's actually has performed a little bit better than they were expecting it to. Yeah, I mean, when you get into I, like the Doctor Strange, the Black Panther movies, that, I think those are the ones I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder if they have enough name recognition to get people to try them out. Yeah, not saying they won't be good films, but it's getting the people to well, like. I, I don't think Black Panther has enough name recognition, but Marvel, the the brand Marvel, does. People will yeah. go to a movie because it's a Marvel movie at this point. Yeah. And just uh, I think as, if it has Star Wars slapped on it. People yeah. will see it. And I think the spinoff movies won't be as, you know, highly received or do as much in the box office. But I don't think. Uh, but they're still going to not make. I mean, they'll make yeah, more than. I, th- I think change, they'll still yeah. do well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think when you're dealing with it's like a thunder. I, yeah, I got some a big storm going on here. Mm-hmm. I thought um, you just suddenly moved into a trash compactor. <laughs> that fillet is working itself through, apparently. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying yeah, <laughs> from dinner. Yeah. I got the, I got the habanero salsa on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I wanted to get into the moment of Star Wars. So I put myself in a trash compactor and and. Ten three, how where can he be? <laughs> but I'm a real, I'm a method podcaster, is what it is. So. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. So. Like to Robert's point, like um, as far as like you look at uh, Doctor Strange and at Black Panther, like like you were saying, Chan, I'm, I'm a little concerned about because of name recognition, but because of the Marvel name being on there, and when you hear the steps they're doing towards those movies, like you see the actors they've casted for it, like I think it's great casting for both Black Panther and Doctor Strange. So um, yeah, it seems like Marvel. I mean, the actors a good have style. a name recognition. Yeah. Yeah. I just want my Howard the Duck remake. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get that. <laughs> Come on, the original is a classic. I love the it original. It absolutely is. <laughs> I was I was reading the Kyle Baker comic again. Okay. Like the adaptation. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, even as a comic book, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I hate to admit it, but I, I yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it too. I mean, I, I was at the right age to to watch it and enjoy it, so it was, you know. Well, I think it's, you know, if you approach it, like if Rogue One does feel like it's in the trenches war movie. Yeah. um, You know, you have like kind of like I was alluding to with the Marvel movies, like you have Wolverine kind of felt like a samurai film. Right. Mm -hmm. The Captain America was 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 an espionage film. Thor felt felt kind of medieval. Right. Each film. Guardians of the Galaxy is not even the same genre as the dark knight. So there's no superhero genre anymore. There are superhero characters in movies. And I think if star Wars approaches it in a similar way, not every single one of these is going to be a space opera. Yeah. You know, they're going to be sci-fi as the, the umbrella genre, but I would guess that with different directors and, and a different approach, you know, there's going to be some on the macro scale and some like incredibly small focused on single character type stuff. Yeah. And that's where I do uh, disagree a little bit with what Spielberg had said because he related it to westerns and I'm like westerns is a genre I think to Robert's point I think superhero movies at least ones where you're taking comic book characters maybe not necessarily superheroes but comic book character movies have are beyond just one genre like you, you can make 
you know, the espionage movie, you can make a Western comic book movie. Um, Mm -hmm. So I almost view comic book movies like I would view action movies and uh, dramas and things like that, where you don't, no one ever said, you never hear someone say, you know, drama movies, they ran their cycle. You're not going to see anymore. (laughs) Like it just doesn't happen. So I kind of see comic book movies that way too now, because there are different types of comics and they're realizing that just because you're doing a comic book movie, it doesn't have to be a superhero movie. Is that what he was doing? Did he, he lump everything under the superhero? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because he was talking about superhero movies and how they're like westerns, and he was just talking about all the movies that have been coming out lately, and, he, like, yeah, he lumped them all together as superhero movies, which, yeah, Captain America is a superhero, and Thor is a superhero, and the Guardians of the Galaxy are superheroes, but those are three way different movies. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's not it's not taking into account like other comic films that have like comic books that have been adapted as films that aren't yeah superhero films right. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, Men in Black was a comic book. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, the you have From Hell was a, yeah, originally exactly. a comic book. So yeah. it does piss me off anytime they say based on the graphic novel. I'm like, it is a damn comic book. Just yeah, <laughs> I mean, R.I.P.D. was a comic book. I mean, we're we're talking yeah. good movies here. <laughs> Oh my God, that was such Ooh. a horrible, <laughs> horrible movie. <laughs> I regretted seeing that in the theater. <laughs> okay, I, I, I have to admit, I tried to watch After Earth last night. Okay. It was on TV. Uh-huh. Can we stop having Will Smith's kid in the movies? Because <laughs> he, he is like oh, the worst actor since the kid that played Anakin. <laughs> Jake Lloyd, yeah. 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 That wasn't not yeah, that was not a good movie. Did you see watching. did you see that Will Smith wants to be dir- the Dirty Harry reboot? Yeah, see, and I don't I don't uh, see it. I don't uh, see it. Uh, I like Will Smith as an actor. I think he can do I think he has a pretty good range and I actually like him in a lot of the movies I see him in. I do not see him as Dirty Harry. But you know what? Cuz before I actually switched from the Day the Earth Stood Still remake uh-huh. to After Earth. Okay. And both of them were so bad. They were just so, <laughs> so many things wrong with them. Was The, I, the Day still, the Earth Stood Still with uh, Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Yeah. And I still can't figure out why they bothered to remake that movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. And But that's my that's kind of my point about Dirty Harry. Yeah. What What about that film needs to be remade? Nothing. Absolutely. I, I really think it was a product of the time. I don't know that you can make that film and have the impact no. today. <laughs> impact. Sudden impact. Got it. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I just, I think there's a lot of times, but then there's movies like, I think we talked about last time when we were talking about remakes, you know, we mentioned RoboCop, where the original RoboCop was a movie and a product of its time. The new remake was still a good movie. It, it, they went in a different direction with it. It was a reboot, a, a remake, but it wasn't a direct remake, which I was happy about. So um, they made it kind of work more for a, a current day audience, whereas the original was definitely like a social commentary type movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it just depends on how they do it. But like I said, I just don't see Will Smith. Like I would probably give you 20 other actors I'd rather see than Will Smith doing Dirty Harry. It's just not an actor I see in that role. So, um, a couple other pieces of news. Uh, have you guys seen it all? Some of the it, a lot of video footage has been out there, but for Transformers Devastation, it's a new video Ooh. game. It yeah. it looks like the old G one cartoon. 
Really? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted to put it out there is that it comes out on uh, October 6th, which is my birthday. So if you want to get me a gift. Oh, um, whatever. <laughs> just but, put it out there. No, I'm putting out the date actually because if you pre-order it, uh, you can actually get bonus uh, bonus skin bundle, which will have Nemesis Prime. <laughs> you can do down, what? John. Down, John. <laughs> oh man, dude! Just, type, type this in if you haven't seen the 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 video or the just images of it. This is crazy. It's all like cell shaded. Oh, the skin bundle. <laughs> Don't type yeah. that in. <laughs> stop. Just stop. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. It's, and what's it? What's it called? Transformers, Transformers what? Devastation. Devastation. All right. Uh, but, you de- know, I, I devastating we... skin skin bundle. Right. <laughs> Don't type that in. <laughs> Those are going to be right. a lot of medical shots. <laughs> but you know how <laughs> you know how you can get a, a a character superimposed like it's a skin over an existing character in the game, so right. so it looks like a different character. So they have Nemesis Prime, Red Alert. Oh, cool. And Goldfire, and Goldfire only appeared as an action figure, but it's a variation of Bumblebee. Uh, in the cartoon, there was Goldbug, uh, which is kind of what Goldfire looks like, but uh, but just a little bit different. So, so who who did you say? Goldfire. Who else? Uh, Red Alert. Red Alert. And Nemesis Prime. Nemesis Prime. Who, not a, who's like a dark version of Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. I, like, I like how he says, oh, I'm not pointing this out for you to get it for my birthday, but if you pre-order, you also get... <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting the listeners know if they want this game, they might want to pre-order it so they can get their skin bundle. <laughs> so you get those three three skins, right? I, <laughs> There's not a fourth one. There's not a fourth. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Wait for it. No. <laughs> All right, just there's, wondering. There's no fourth skin. No. Ah, oh, you had to say it. Uh-oh. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, the game is. I would just like to point out Robert made that joke, not me. I know. Hey, I, I made the joke. I didn't like. We have blatantly corrupted. say the joke. We have. There's corrupted. a difference. <laughs> All right. No, this uh, this does look really awesome though. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, it's coming out for PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Dang. So. See, I don't got time for this, but it looks so cool. I don't have time <laughs> for it either, but. Dang. But yeah, oh, I was just picturing man. like Robert doing that. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> um, and then the other thing wanted, uh, related to GI Joe, and I'm sure Shannon already knows this, but uh, yeah. aside from it coming out twice a month, <laughs> um, is that they are going to actually come out. IDW is coming out with their own action figure variants, starting with issue 219, which are yeah. being done by Adam Riches. Mm-hmm. So, uh, two number two nineteen is going to have the Commando Snake Eyes, and number two twenty is going to have Zap. So, and I saw images of them; they look just like the actual carded action figures that we saw that were on the shelves in the eighties. So, the action figure variants have become very popular. Uh, I've gotten a lot of them. I actually got the ones from the earlier G.I. Joe Real American Hero ones, uh, ones that Robert did, and I can't remember who else did one of them, at least one of them. Um, who did the Baroness one? Do you remember, Robert? Oh, uh, shoot. Uh, Elias uh, something. Okay. Uh, the guy the guy who designed the package for us, he, he did the Baroness one. I did oh. the Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Yep. And then... Um, yeah, there's kind of like a whole behind the 
scene story how that all worked out. And okay. Then, but at any rate, um, that's not really for public consumption, I guess. Sure. <laughs> but uh, I do I do have all three of those variants. Um, they look awesome. But yeah, it looks like IDW is going to come out with their own action figure variants. Um, so starting with issue number 219. Um, and then there was some new Marvel titles coming out after Secret Wars that I was excited about. So I was just... I don't know if you guys saw some of the titles that are coming out. Like... Um, you know, amazing the new Amazing Spider-Man and Blade and all that type of stuff. But there was a few titles that just kind of stood out to me because they're just stuff I was interested in. Um, and one is the Black Knight. Did you guys see that one? No, no. It's being written by Frank uh, Thierry, and cool. uh, the art is by Luca Pizzari. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that artist or not. I looked up some of his art. It looks really awesome, but. Are you guys familiar with the Black Knight character much? Yes. No, I'm not as much. Okay. So he, um, well, John, what what do you know about about him? I just remember the design is really cool. Yeah. I, I haven't read it in years, but yeah, anything in it. But yeah, I just remember I really liked that, uh, liked his his outfit. Yeah, he looks like a medieval knight, uh, just with a black, you know, uh, chest plate and check, uh, black helmet with like gold trim around it and everything um and he's basically what it is he's like a descendant of uh it's it's family line always gets a hold of the ebony blade and the ebony blade uh has it's like one of the most powerful blades it's kind of like an excalibur level magical sword um but it's the more the user uh the person has it and uses it the more they start to lose their mind. Right. And uh, they've really been playing a lot with that in the Marvel Universe recently, where I've seen like little short stories with the Black Knight, and it's been really interesting. Um, so he's actually coming out with his own ongoing series, which is he's going to be the ruler of Weird World, which is one of the lands coming out of Secret Wars. Um, so it is a medieval world that he's going to be in, and... Uh, with strange creatures and everything else. So I kind of like the fact that they're taking this character who was in normal Marvel 616 and throwing him into an actual medieval world. And he kind of oversees it and rules it, but he's also losing his mind. So, um, I think that could, that could be kind of an interesting story, but he's always been one of my favorite, like more obscure characters. So I was excited to see him get his own ongoing, um, web warriors is coming out. And did you guys, I don't know if you guys saw this one, uh, especially who's writing it. Who's writing it? Mike Costa. Cool. Oh, cool. So. Um, well, what is Web Warriors? Is this about Donald Duck? Or? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know how they did uh, the Spider-Verse story, uh, Spider-Man? Oh, those kind of webs. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, gotcha. they had all the different spider characters from alternate realities. Well, sure. this yeah. ongoing series is going to be bringing those characters back. But I thought the Secret Wars, everybody died, and there's only going to be like one of each. Uh, no. I, am I, I missing? Oh. Evidently okay. not. <laughs> so are you reading Secret Wars? I am. I am. Is the Beyonder in there with his sweet, sweet mullet or what? Um, not as of yet, but I'm only okay. I've been. I actually got the entire series plus the tie-ins and everything, so I'm only up to issue three or four of the main title, and I've okay. I've been reading all the tie-ins also, and I have not seen the Beyonder show up yet. Um, one of our li- listeners, um, Sam, who 
yeah. uh, you guys know. Uh, he uh, he actually mentioned he listened to the episode with uh, where Robert was saying he liked a, he would like a good Doctor Doom story, and mm. he actually thinks you should read Secret Wars. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Because Doom is actually in charge of everything. He he has godlike powers. He created this battle world, um, and uh, so when people talk, like instead of saying thank God, they say thank Doom, <laughs> and things like that. So, um, or God bless it, they say Doom bless it, and stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> and and it's cool when they do have Doctor Doom there because he also has Do- he has Doctor Strange as his like advisor and stuff like that. So it, it's. It's done really well, and I think so far it it has been a really good depiction of Doctor Doom. So, cool, yeah, I'll, look, I'll do that. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm I'm interested in this Web Warriors because I really liked the Spider Verse, and you're going to get characters like uh, the Spider Man Noir character, uh, uh, like the Aranya character, which was a Spider Girl character. Oh yeah. Time. Um, they're gonna have the Japanese Spider-Man. They're gonna have the yes. They're gonna have the. Uh, That's all that matters. P, uh, Peter <laughs> Parkour or whatever his name was. Peter <laughs> Parkour. Yeah. Parkour. He just hops between hops the rails. Parkour. Right. And he actually uh, has no powers. He's just like this really good French. Yeah. Uh, you just, know, like tumbler. Guess who? I'm so French. I tumbler doing better. <laughs> and guess what other alternate reality spider character they're gonna have in it? Peter Parker. Yes, Spider-Ham. Oh, <laughs> Seriously? Yes. He actually was in the Spider-Verse story, and actually was it, they actually used him really well, so I'm kind of well, interested to see what Costa does with him. So. Did I hear Did I hear correctly right now that there's a book called Howard the Human? Yes. And everybody's a duck and he's a human? Yes, it's a, it's only a one-issue <laughs> thing, though. Seriously? Who drew, who drew that? I don't know. Um, I'll see if I can find it here. But yeah, I think I heard it. I heard another somebody else, another podcast talking about it. Or I thought I heard it, but yeah, yeah it kind of struck me. I don't know if I have it here. Struck with me you. funny. Yeah, I don't know if I have it here with me, but yeah, it's a single issue, um, but it's a Secret Wars tie-in, uh, and it's yeah, it's Howard the Crisis. Yeah. So and I heard it was really good too. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like these one-off and short miniseries coming out of Secret Wars that I hope they actually, if they're popular, I hope they do something with them because, um, like, uh, what's the one miniseries they're doing? Like, uh, Where Monsters Dwell, I think it is. Uh, have you guys heard of that one? It's got kind of like a Indiana Jones, if he was a complete jackass uh, character in he's, it. He's not? Well, even more so. <laughs> Um, and it's done really well. It's like I said, it's called Where Monsters Dwell, and it's a Secret Wars tie-in, and I think it goes for like four or five issues. Uh, I've read the first two issues, and it's it's really a lot of fun. So, what's the premise though? Um, it's basically he, um, he, like I say, he's kind of like Indiana Jones character. It opens up with him in this village, and he's agreed to marry this uh, the tribe. Um. Uh, the tribe leader's daughter mm-hmm. and she's like you promise you're never going to leave me because sure thing baby I'll never leave you and stuff like that and the next thing you see is him flying off um, and he gets, <laughs> he starts getting hunted down and his his plane goes down and it, he lands in this uh, world or this area where there's dinosaurs and stuff like that so um, but yeah it's like I said it, if if you like Indiana Jones type character and everything else then 
uh, I would I would check out Where Monsters Dwell. Okay. Um, and then the last title that's coming out with, uh, or actually, there's two titles. Uh, one is Hercules, which is going to be written by Dan Abnett, and the artist is going to be Luke Ross, who I wasn't hmm. familiar with, but when I looked up the art, I was like, really? It looks yeah. I, I wasn't familiar with them by name. Yeah. So. Are are you familiar with him? I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you like his art? Well, I mean, he's in that whole vein of like, uh, you know, kind of like Butch and. Um, yeah. Is yeah. the guy doing Lazarus? Oh shit! Um, I don't know. Crap! Why is his name escaping me? He did the the Batman thing, Michael Lark. Yeah. Michael Lark. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's in that same kind of vein, you know, kind of like him and. All that, the, uh, like heavy shadow work and kind of spotty and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because they all did what? Winter Soldier. Yes. I think I think Luke Ross was on Winter Soldier yeah. too. Um, and this looks like it's it's taking Hercules back to his mythological roots, which is what I kind of liked about it. So, um, I don't know if it's a title I'm going to pick up, or I might just wait to to read it in the the unlimited app when it comes out, like six months later. But it did catch my eye and I like Dan Abnett's writing. So, um, and like I said, I looked up some of the art and I was like, okay, that art looks like it'd be pretty decent. So yeah, Ross is solid. Yeah. And then, uh, guardians of infinity, which is going to be written by Dan Abnett and Jason Latour. And the artists are going to be Carlo Barbary and Jim Chung. So it should be a very pretty book at least. So not me and Robert, not okay. even Robert. No, no, <laughs> I said a pretty book. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Are you going to let him say that about you, Robert? Man. <laughs> I'm used to it. So Guardians of Infinity is going to take some characters from the current Guardians of the Galaxy uh, incarnation, some of the characters from the original Guardians of the Galaxy incarnation, and then some new Guardians characters that they're only being referred to as Guardians 1000. Right now, so 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 no one from Infinity Incorporated. No one from Infinity Incorporated. No, I don't know why. <laughs> um, so it, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy characters, both versions of them I've liked. So I'm I'm looking forward to that title. Um, that's all the news I really had. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about before we get into some top fives and stuff? Uh, no, I didn't really prepare for that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you would. <laughs> Sorry, I'm used to it. I think I think I just trusted in the fact that you cover all of it. <laughs> I would just cover everything. Okay. Yeah. My plan was to show up late and uh, <laughs> leave early. Just, leave early, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's well, my that's my mo. I, I have to say, the new Skype seems to be working for you, though, Robert. It's working real well. Yeah, yeah, yeah better. And I'm not sounding quite so uh, animatronic. Yeah. yeah, who knew you just needed an upgrade? No. Nah. Hey, hey! So before we get into top fives, I got to tell my uh, story. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I. It doesn't hold a candle to uh, naked, sweaty men at the gym, and <laughs> I don't even know about black meat Vaseline. on the Baltimore sidewalk. But I, I so, need to clarify: I have never held a candle to naked, sweaty men at the gym. Like, yes, actually, like literally, or, he was using. Well, yeah, it burns. You get hot <laughs> wax all over everything. 
I just want to give the wrong impression here. Well, let's let's face it. No matter what happens, no one ha- will have a story that will match Chuck's visit. Well, I to say the nobody strip. beats no, the Schmidt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so so last I'm pretty weekend, sure there were candles there. Yes. <laughs> okay. Go well, last weekend was the uh, uh, summer uh, one day Virginia Con, and so I was uh, getting ready to go and stop to get some gas and get some grab grab a biscuit or something at the local Sheets. And uh, I'm out pumping the gas. Jacob's in wait, getting the food. And this car rolls up next to me, and this middle-aged African-American lady gets out. And she's very smiley and kind of said, good morning and good morning. And she said, may I give you some good news? And I said, sure. And she hands me the Watchtower, which is the Jehovah's Witness newspaper. And I said, well, thank you very much. And she said, I have to tell you something. And I go, what's that? And she said, you look just like my husband, and I'm black. <laughs> and I said, and I said, and that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> and so we talked for a minute, and she said something. Else. She said, "You look just like my husband." As I drove up, and I said, "I cannot wait to tell my wife that when I get home, because I've never been told that." And then I pick up Shannon at the train station, and I'm telling him the story. And I said, "I wish I could have thought of. Do you like white meat?" But I did. <laughs> Well, see, I I liked it when you told me the first time you were telling me about whole the uh, what you said to her about like, well, you know, God's colorblind. <laughs> God God sees us as colorblind. It's a good thing. But yeah, it was. So that's my uh, that's my. But, but what we don't know, what you didn't find out, and what we don't know to this day is, is she married to a, a white guy or is she married to a black guy? Oh, yes, you just said just I'm looks black. a lot like you. I, I read it. As, I I read the room as that he was black, right. but I looked like him because I think she was surprised to tell me that. But uh, yeah, I've never taken anyhow. you for a black guy, but I I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I've been called a lot of things over my time, but there you go. Uh, you gotta get to the chorus. <laughs> but that was that was my uh, that that was my uh, uh, What's his yeah, name, my, my opportunity to shine. So, and I do I want it, I would like to if I may give a real quick uh, Virginia Con wrap up. Yeah, uh, we had a. Uh, tremendous show it was the largest summer show we ever had well over a thousand people came through the doors cool. and uh we had uh shannon was there and brian Shearer was there and uh those don't forget, wonderful don't forget the dalek the, oh yes the, the the kid dalek that kept screaming exterminate <laughs> but not in the robot voice just a six-year-old child screaming the best part was the best part the best, yeah, at the top of her lungs. The best part was one of the guys, the, the the guy that runs the artist alley, walked over and just very politely stuck his head up and and kind of whispered to her. And then as she kept yelling, he picked her up and turned her going to another direction. But I went, I, I talked to him later. I said, "What did you say to her?" And he goes, "I just said, why don't you use your inside voice?" <laughs> and he just turned. <laughs> but, but we also had the opportunity to see the Philbach brothers. 
Oh, cool. Uh, so that was great. We hadn't seen them in several years, and I think Shannon's liver needed the break. But uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, I introduced Brian Shear to the fill box on Friday night, and that was probably not the best thing for him. But uh, I was. Course, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it was uh, so I didn't go down. I, I went down Saturday, the morning for the sh- shadow. <laughs> so, so I I traveled to the show. Avoid the word down. I traveled to the show Saturday morning, so I wasn't there Friday night. Well, Brian was out with the Philbach brothers, and and I warned him. I tried to warn him. I was like, dude, they're they're going to get you so blotto, you won't know, you know, your own name. And so I get text messages from him as the evening's going on. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe it. These guys are just as bad as you said they were. What am I going to do? Help me. You know, my liver's dying already, and it's only like 9.30. <laughs> and so we were texting, and I, I, I wrote him at like 11. I said, well, I'm going to bed. I'll see you tomorrow if you survive. He's proceeded to still text me through the night. <laughs> and at 1.30, I got up the next day. At 1.30, there was a message on my phone that just said, send help. <laughs> just like, help me. <laughs> So I saw him the next day, and apparently his email hasn't been working. And he thought, oh, Joe books on time. Everything's fine. Well, he had been getting emails from Carlos that he never received saying, where are my pages? We're getting, we're hitting the deadline. Oh, my God, you're late. You know. And yeah. so Brian was inking at the show when he yeah. wasn't, you know. And I went over to his table. I was like, how are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to ink, and I'm so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he I can't remember correctly, but I think I think he made the comment of like the smell of the ink is making me ill or something. Oh, <laughs> oh, man, he so on over. And Dude. he came back he came back at like two in the afternoon. He's like, I think I've rounded a corner. I feel okay now. <laughs> <laughs> two in the afternoon the next day. Yes. <laughs> so No, we had it but it was a it was a great weekend. Uh, JP and Grub were here. Yeah. And uh just got to hang out with them and had to have dinner with everybody uh, Saturday night. And uh, very cool. The uh, one of the things I want to share that's uh, Star Joe's related. And I'm gonna because we're you know we're pretty far out. The the show is the week the the two day show is the weekend before Thanksgiving. Okay. And we are gonna have Bob Gale, the writer of Back to the Future, here. Right. Whoa. Uh, so cool. Yeah. Well, it gets better. So Friday night before the show for VIP guests and staff and such. Uh, there's a local theater called The Bird, which is from the 20s or 30s. It's an old you know, theater, big pipe organ, and they're going to show the trilogy, oh, the night awesome. before, the Back to the Future trilogy, oh, that is, uh, Friday night. And then, of course, the show will be Saturday and Sunday, or Friday, sorry, Saturday and Sunday. We've got uh, so far announced celebrity guests besides Bob Gale. We've got Marina Sirtis, uh, Deanna Troy from uh, Star Trek Next Generation, mm-hmm. and then uh, Walter Jones from the Power Rangers. So, oh, wow. uh, so anyway, more to come there, but uh, I do want to get my shameless plug in for that. Sure. should be a great weekend. I think we've already got five or 600 people on Facebook saying they're coming for November. But uh, Very cool. Yeah. So Well, and then, uh, and I know I mentioned it in last episode when I went through the previews, but uh, IDW has the Back to the Future comic book miniseries coming out which yes. is being written i think partially being written by bob gale so and we will have we're actually going to have two virginia con variant covers for oh, back to the future number one very cool very cool so yeah awesome um i might be talking to you about those so <laughs> I, I figured you would <laughs> um I'll, I'll send a few dollars your way um yeah so 
That's awesome. And speaking of conventions, uh, the convention there will be a convention coming up where at least three of the four of us will be at, uh, which is Baltimore Con, uh, coming up at the end of September here. Uh, it's looking forward to it. Uh, myself and I know John and Shannon are going to be there, and one of our hosts decided he couldn't make it this year. Um, not, what, what weekend is that again? It is the uh, the last weekend in September. Yeah. I'll be in. I'll be in another. Sh- I'm going to a show in uh, Canada that same weekend. Canada. Come on. Sorry. What country do you live in? <laughs> hey, they're they're paying for me to go. I'm not going to oh, say no to that. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair point. Okay. <laughs> you get. A, you win this round. Let's say you get a pass. <laughs> you can have some poutine. Poutine. <laughs> I shouldn't have eaten so much poutine. <laughs> I think I rounded a corner like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to Baltimore. Uh, some of the names you just mentioned, John, uh, such as Grub and JP, and that uh, they'll be up Baltimore as well. The DC Noise guys I know will be up Baltimore. Some of the uh, Comic Geek Speak guys are going to be there. Um, just or as, or as I like to refer to it, Hugfest 2015. <laughs> That's right. Mr. Chris Campbell will be there. It, it's just it's an awesome show. Uh, a lot of us you know, come together once a year at this show. So um, to, to Shannon's point, it, it's a time for brotherly love and bromances and all that fun stuff. So, um, <laughs> No, I'm only talking about one guy. Oh, John. No. John knows who I'm talking about. Grub? No. <laughs> Nobody hugs Grub. Oh, yeah, it's your... Uh, uh, the black version of John. <laughs> <laughs> I know his wife. He's a hugger. Yeah. He, no, I know. You know who it is. Yeah, I know who it is. Go ahead, Shannon. I, I've I've always heard that. Once you go Thurman, you'll be hurting, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he want he's got to get another hug from Garcia Lopez. Exactly. So. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it took me a few seconds to realize who it was. I was like, oh yeah, okay. Because he's a huggable bastard, so he is one huggable <laughs> bastard. <laughs> we're we're hoping that he will remember Shannon and just stand up and get over, come over the table and get. It's got to be tradition. Come on. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I don't know what his uh, his sketch list is like, but I definitely obviously would like to get on that early enough. So because he he is awesome as an artist so and i have to say for someone at his level like his his rep you know the years that he's done and everything and yeah. that he's accomplished he has some of the best prices on oh, his yeah. original artwork oh yeah i mean you can get stuff for a song yeah and there's nothing in his portfolio that is not worth looking at oh yeah you know i, I might, mean cause, there's a there's a guy here that that lives in this area that i want to I, I might ship something to one of you guys to get signed Okay. For me slash kind of for him. But sure. Yeah. I just, I couldn't believe it. I looked through his stuff last year and it just, every, every piece is, it's just really amazing. It's just, I know, but it's like, he's, he's kind of marked down to like, you know, Oh, here's this incredible drawing for 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I've seen him do uh, commissions for people and like hold it up. And I'm like, Holy crap. Like the amount of detail and work that he puts into just his commissions are amazing. So, um, and he's just, and the cool thing about it is that he's just proud of doing it. Like that's yeah. why he does what he does is because he's like, he's like, look, I enjoy this. So yeah, he still honestly loves it. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, he's not bitter like me and Robert. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly just you, Shannon. Yeah, all right. It's just me. <laughs> Robert becomes bitter when I pick on him a little too much, but... <laughs> I'm all right. All right. All right, so we ready for some top fives here? We had just we a can f- try. We just had a few lists that we didn't get to in episode 150, uh, and partly because Robert decided to add a few more lists to to our list. Uh, <laughs> I think what we, what we went like four hours. I think we were yeah. probably yeah, we were spent. What are you talking about? You were gone in 15 minutes. <laughs> First 15, Robert's out. <laughs> he, he made it longer than he made it longer than I did. Not Stupid much inter- internet lock. <laughs> Really, not much yeah. longer. Though. <laughs> yeah, are we closing in on the hour? No, it's off, help? man. I turned it off. It's working. We're good. Sweet. Yep. He, he, I've got. Uh, he so asked I've his got... parents if he could turn it off, and they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> they sent him the password. Is it with you? I, I do have two lists that I didn't get to read. I, I'll read them real oh, quick. Oh yeah, if I may. yeah, yeah. So I, you don't have to go around. But on the, let's see. So the movie villains. Yes. Number five, White Goodman from uh, Dodgeball. Nice. Number four, <laughs> number four is Hans Gruber. <laughs> Hans Gruber from uh, uh, Die Hard. Yeah. Number three is Bill Lundberg from Office Space. Because nice. that'd be great. Uh, number two is the Terminator from the first Terminator. And speaking of video games, uh, apparently for the WWE 16, the Terminator is a playable wrestler in the game. Oh wow! Whoa. They apparently, yeah, I just saw. A, a, the kids get video game. I get like GameStop ads or something, yeah. or emails, and I I saw that it was hilarious. Uh, and then number one is Elaine Charnier from the uh, the drug dealer from French Connection one and two. Nice. So, mm. so that's my top five there. And then my movie heroes number five is John Bluto Blatarsky from uh, Animal House. Nice. <laughs> number four is Prince is Prince Voltan from uh, Flash Gordon. Nice. Number three is Colonel John Matrix from Commando, yeah. the greatest uh, the greatest Schwarzenegger film ever made. <laughs> number two, James Bond as a pick'em, and then number one is The Bandit from Smokey and the Bandit, nice. with a uh, with an honorable mention for Popeye Doyle also from the French Connection one and two. I thought you were just gonna say Popeye. I was so bummed when he kept going. I, I just wanted it to be Popeye, and that was it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I actually had, uh, speaking of uh, stuff where you interpret what someone's going to say differently, I was talking to someone uh, at the business dinner thing tonight, and she was talking about how they did uh, monitoring for the company that she worked for did uh, also did monitoring for criminals. And she meant, like, you know, the companies that put the brace uh, you know, the ankle brace and stuff like that. But I was picturing in my head like that criminals hire them to monitor people's houses. Oh, for criminals. <laughs> for criminals. <laughs> like they like, just. Look at that client list. Yeah, like they just left the house. You can go in now. <laughs> <laughs> the they just pay them in like white envelopes full of cash. Right. The teller's not looking. Go. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> New business. Project. I was picturing some like black market deals going on and everything else. So yeah, <laughs> sounds like a plot for a movie, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Gene Wilder. Yes. Uh, so all right. So some other top fives that we had. Uh, one was a Robert suggestion, which was best sequels. 
Yeah, and I didn't necessarily mean like immediate sequels, like not the number or the second movie in a series, as much as that it was a consecutive okay. movie in the same universe would count. Gotcha. So yeah, I know at least from my list, almost all of them are the immediate sequel. But I want—I asked that before we started the episode because I was like, I have one that I definitely like the later one better. So, um, so who wants to kick this one off? Don't Robert, roll. he started. Yeah, Robert, you go. All right. Um, yeah, I don't have mine in any particular order though. Okay. So I'll just say one of the ones I listed was uh, the recent Jurassic World. Okay. So I think mostly just because. Uh, it did all the things right, especially when you're trying to revitalize a property. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it paid homage to what was so cool about you know the first movie, uh, but it wasn't like ham-fisted. It didn't shove it down your throat, but just being able to like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sorry, don't, don't shove stuff down your throat. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so like being able to kind of go through like the original gates, see the old jeeps, you know, just. The whole, you know, I don't know, the, the feel of it, uh, I really enjoyed. So it's it's not like a very deep movie. It's not going to, like, blow your mind or anything. But at the same time, it was just a lot of fun. And uh, you got what you expe- what you were hoping to expect out of a movie like that. But I think, uh, you know, staying true to what makes the original so good. Uh, and then kind of adding to the world. You know, adding, mm-hmm. um, you know, furthering the storyline, furthering, like, progression of character and by character i mean kind of the island itself yeah um anyway so yeah i enjoyed it i liked it awesome um john why don't you go ahead sure my number five is kung fu panda 2 Okay. <laughs> All right. Which is a really I, look. I, I like the first one a lot, and, I, and I, you know, and then the second one, I enjoyed the second one even more. I really did. I thought the uh, the bad guy was compelling, and you know, he had the cannon, and you know, was, he was Come a bad guy. I think I'm just more yeah, surprised those, that it's on your list. Why? It's a good I don't movie. No, it's it, a good. I'm movie. not saying that. I'm just. It, it, okay, I gotta have one. Mine does not have a theme. It's not all uh, yeah. So like, 102 Dalmatians is not on here or anything like that. It's not, <laughs> it's not all animated movies. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> they're all panda movies. That's Madagascar what it is. Three. Yes. <laughs> they're all panda movies. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be a short damn list. Yeah. How'd you get any more than two? They're all yeah. they're all kung fu movies. How about that? Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> All right, Shannon. Anything, no, but then it would just be Donnie Yen. That would all be like, his <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> Exactly. They're renamed Panda Express. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shannon, what's your what? What's on your list? Well, I, I didn't think of an order either. Okay. I made this list just now. <laughs> okay. Um, and since we're not doing that, they have to be immediate sequels. Um, Godzilla versus Megalon. Okay. Uh. Which, for one reason and one reason only, is Jet Jaguar. Okay. So, uh, it's not only one of my favorite Godzilla films, because it was the first one I ever saw on the big screen, but also it's one of my personal favorite Mystery Science Theater episodes. Oh, nice. (laughs) Because I think it's the funniest Mystery Science Theater episode ever. I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh my god, it's priceless. yeah. Yeah. It is priceless. And because the kid that dubbed the little boy in the film uh-huh. or whoever dubbed it. It was, it's practically the same as the exterminator girl at Virginia con this weekend. 
where it's like he screams every five seconds, like, and everybody on the cast goes, shut up. So, yeah, that's all right. Uh, Well, my number five was Rocky four. And ah, that was I had Rocky on mine too. Yeah, like you think the steel rod. And for me, (laughs) up until Rocky four, for me personally, every Rocky movie was better than the one before it to me. Until um, then. until until five came, then five sucked. <laughs> um, five is horrible. <laughs> yeah, we, we we in my family we kind of disregard Rocky Five completely. Like, we don't even call it by its name. We call it like Baki V. Like we don't even. It's like the bizarro Rocky. What's that? No, no, no. That was, like Rocky Five was with the Tommy, Tommy gun. gun, and yeah. that's the oh. worst. So stupid. And then Rocky. Balboa. The Rocky Balboa, Balboa yes. you know, that's, he's like older. And yeah, and that's, that's actually talking. a good movie. Yeah, the Rocky that's Balboa pretty... one's good. The problem with Rocky Balboa is that you have to see Rocky Five to know why he is in where is where he is yeah, exactly. for Rocky Balboa. But no, Rocky Four, um, I absolutely loved it. It has all of the great songs from the previous Rocky movies. <laughs> it has it has. Snow. It has two 80s montage, 80s style montages. One where he's driving <laughs> off and sees. Uh, from Adrian. It has no easy yes. way out. Yeah. And then the one where, of course, you have to have the training yeah, montage. No too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shot out of a cannon. I did, ha- I did have the soundtrack when I was a kid. So uh, Dude, I still exercise to that soundtrack. Like, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It I don't does. know how like Final Countdown isn't on that soundtrack. And I still use the line, I must break you often in my daily life. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> it's usually to an egg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Every omelet he makes. Um, but no, it was, it was just like, it was cool because the David versus Goliath theme. And, and uh, you know, I, I love, I thought the training montage was probably the best one out of the movies. Uh, you know, him running up the mountain and everything else. So, um, so yeah, I, I love Rocky Four. Rocky Four is awesome. Plus it had E-Man in it. Yeah, exactly. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. So, Robert, what's your next one? All right, uh, my next one is uh, Dark Knight. Okay. So, obviously, just kind of the resurgence of the Batman franchise. Heath Ledger as the Joker. It was just really yeah uh, for obvious reasons. It's a good movie. Yeah. Nothing else about it. Nope, I don't need to go on and on. Everybody's seen it. I don't need to go on and on about it. It's good. You went on for five minutes about your last movie. <laughs> so so Dark know. Knight, that, that was sequel to Black Knight with Martin. Right. <laughs> right. I thought it was a sequel to Shanghai Nights, but... Oh, that's right. It was, wasn't it? No, oh, Shanghai Wilson. Noon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anything with Owen Wilson. Which is not on my list, Yeah. <laughs> But Night at, Night at the Museum 2 is not on your list? No. Cars, oh, we haven't cars, gotten to it yet. Dude. Cars 2? Cars, that's on John's list. <laughs> next one. Why'd you spoil John's list? He was I going next. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. That was number one. John, go ahead. Uh, my number my number hey, four two. is my number four is Star Trek 2 Rathacon. Uh, which uh. we talked about a lot the last time, but yeah, earworms and all. It's yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> so. we will keep talking about. Right. All right, then, uh, Shannon, what do you have next? Superman 2. Nice. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because we finally find out when both one day his and his ass. <laughs> and your ass. 
<laughs> One day you and your ass. <laughs> and I, I honestly think they went back and dubbed it to make it a little more apparent. Yeah. Because that's when I found out in Superman 2 was like, oh, he says heirs. Right. Not ass. But like, I said, but like we talked about last time, Got I it. swear I thought the exact same thing. So it had to have been, that could not be just a coincidence. It was Terrence Stamp's accent, but <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, I swear they went back and dubbed it. Like, like yeah. oh, that's awkward. Make, make it a little clearer. We got a bunch of eight-year-olds running around going, <laughs> both you and your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number four is uh, Terminator 2. Ah, nice. cool. Um, I love the first Terminator, but Terminator 2 took it to a whole new level. Um, got to see more of the future world at the beginning of it. Got to see, you know, the, the T-1000. With, uh, was it Robert Patrick yep. uh, yeah. who played yep. them? Played it perfectly. Um, and it was cool because it was like this, it was this skinny guy up against Arnold, but he had the secret weapon of being liquid metal and everything else. So uh, you believed that they could real, realistically go up against each other and that Arnold probably wouldn't win. So, And that, that's the coolest thing about that film. Yeah. Is that they took someone smaller than the hero and made them a threat. Yeah. And you believed it. You yeah, completely totally. believed it. Well, it's such a good example of like they had groundbreaking technology oh, yeah. in, in the CGI and in the special effects, but that they still so much of that was still practical. Yeah, you know, of like having the right. bodysuit with him split down the middle and having like his half his head blown off and everything, just all being like prosthetic things and yeah, uh, it's and it's never point. yeah exactly. It's just it was yeah, it just hit at the right time. It's every once in a while you have that kind of seminal movie that just pushes what is what you can do in film. And uh, that's definitely a landmark one. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I think that goes back to what um, Ryan was saying with Jurassic Park. You mean Robert was saying about Jurassic Park? Well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but yeah. People are confusing you and me all the time now, Robert. All the time. <laughs> no, but, but Jurassic Park was that way because it had yeah, exactly. the, the cool digital effects with the dinosaurs, but it also had like the the animatronic work as oh, well. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, there was a ton of stuff. Especially dinosaur. with the um, the raptors. Yeah. Like yeah. It, like in the in the uh, cafeteria scene. Yep, yep. Or like with the sick triceratops, you know, and he's yeah. like laying on it and it's breathing. Well, he and... killed that, you know. He shot <laughs> <laughs> I'm still upset about this. <laughs> that cracks me up that someone took that seriously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Only, only, the, just when, you, yeah, just when you think someone cannot possibly be that stupid, then they just prove you wrong. Have you met me? <laughs> or me. <laughs> um, all right, so, uh, Robert, what do you have next? Uh, Back to the Future 2, actually. Okay. So, um, yeah, this was kind of one of the early films I saw in theaters, and I just really was <clears throat> just completely enamored with it. Um. You know, it had all the obviously with all the time traveling. Like I, it, it's I think this movie was the first movie I saw. I'm trying to think that dealt with so much time travel. So this really kind of introduced that concept to me as a kid. Um, and I, I think I'd probably seen the first Back to the Future, but just that they're going to the you know you know back in time and then forward, and it changed the future and seeing the effects of that going back trying to change it again. You know yeah. that I as you know I'd never been introduced to that concept visually before, and so. For me, it was just very kind of groundbreaking in that way. Um, and I think it's always so 
fun like to be in a time period where you saw a movie as a kid that was set in the future and now we're in like that year yeah <laughs> that that you, you go into the future and this is the year it was supposed to be and just yeah. i think it's kind of that's always kind of a fun we get there and you know kind of compare the what the envisioned world is and right versus um, what actually happened yeah and, and it's just like an, it's just such a fun uh trilogy of movies anyway but uh i like the if, if we're talking sequels i like the second one you know yeah, where's where's best. my hoverboard bitch yeah <laughs> and and not to jump ahead but that was my number three also uh was back oh. to the future too and and i like the second one better than the first one i love the first one but i do like the second one better um i still use doc brown's drawing of alternate timelines when i'm trying to explain alternate timelines to people <laughs> <laughs> And the skewed to the right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I mean, it's, it was awesome. You got you know you got the hoverboard. Like I liked how they also paid tribute to the first movie. You know, with the hoverboard oh, scene yeah. where it's like he, it's kind of pretty much the same scene, but in this futuristic world. And um, like you said, it kind of twists everything up. And uh, it's, and I was always curious from the first movie when he was just like when Marty's like. You know what? What happens? You know what? Do we become assholes? And and he's like, no, it's your kids. Something's got to be done about your kids. And I was like, I like the fact that in the next movie you find out what is going on with his kids. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just really interesting. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. So, um, it was my number three also. So I figured I'd chime in now rather than later. Cool. Um, <laughs> John, what what was your number three? My number three is Aliens. Nice. Game over, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's on like my honorable mentions. It's really good. Yeah, honorable mentions. <laughs> that, that's my number two. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's awesome movie. It's a great movie, and yeah, it. Uh, you know, I was uh, it hit at the right time for me. I was you know, a, you know, teenager when it when it came out, and it was one that you know we hit we watched all the damn time. So it was just really, yeah, it's, it's really good and. You know, Cameron at his best. So, yeah, I actually just go. I actually just rewatched it like three weeks ago or something like that. It still holds up really well. So. It does. I, I saw it recently too, and it, it, it's it's one of the sequels that, while it's set in the same world, obviously, it really expanded kind of the mythology of it. Yeah. Right. The yeah. just the world, and it has a much different feel. Like the first one is kind of that space horror. Yeah. Very movie, much and the so. second one kind of introduced that like commando. You know, action, 80s kind of commando action. action. Right. Exactly, yeah. like space action sci-fi movie. And yep. it was such a different approach, but works. And I think yep. that's it's really cool when properties can take that shift and still you know survive it. And, and I think that's what helped it, because it didn't feel like yeah. it was competing with the first film. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's kind of like we're, we're taking what was cool about it, but we're taking it in a whole new direction. And it's kind of interesting, too, like... I actually like the third one also. Um, I certainly love the first one and the second one. I like the third one. But it's kind of interesting. The first one, like you said, is a horror, uh, space horror. And then the second one is this space commando action movie. And then the third one goes back to the horror roots. And the fourth one goes back to like the commando action squad roots again. See, I always saw the first one as more of like a suspense film. Yeah. I could because you don't actually is. see any of the horror through most right. of it. It's really just where is it? Where well, is it? Where is it? That's when I think horror does its best job is when it's your mind playing messing with you. Rather well, I think we we it. just have different definitions of the term horror, like what yeah. that's describing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say I, I guess I, I think of like gore. Okay. Like when most people say horror, I think of gore. 
And I, I, I think when I'm thinking horror, I'm thinking more like I'm on the edge of my seat, tense, yeah. Yeah, free, yeah. and possibly scared shitless. So, <laughs> I think I think like most people, like for me, when they say horror, I think of like Jason. Sure. You know. Yeah. Which is like how much blood and shit is going to fly up on the screen. Right. Right. And for a lot of people, that's exactly what horror is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Um. All right, Shannon. What is your next one? Well, John stole my next one, which was Trek 2. Okay. So I substituted Jaws 2. Oh, nice. Um, just because I was like, after the first one, I was like, how are you going to make another film with a shark? Yeah. And I, there's something about Jaws 2 that I really enjoy, especially yeah. when he has to like shove the cable and he's on like one of those dinky-ass yeah. air rafts. Yeah. You know, and, well, and that's like all the and all the boats make their little island uh, to try to survive and everything yeah. else, and the shark comes up between one of them. And um, yeah, I really like Jaws too. I know there's some people that give it a lot, you know, kind of give it shit and everything else, but I think it's actually a really good movie. Um, but the the thing that scared the hell out of me because I was like, okay, this film isn't that scary until the guy with the helicopter. Helicopter, yes. And the shark, you're like, oh, he's safe. He's in the air, and then the shark comes up out of the water. Pulls and grabs down. the thing and pulls him down. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm screwed. Because <laughs> you, you start believing that if you're on land, you're safe. So, of right. course, a guy that's in the air is even more safe. But no. <laughs> and then, and then of course, there's Land Shark. Right. <laughs> Did we lose everybody else? No, I don't. Uh, no. They, they just hate my film. No. <laughs> no, Robert said he'll be right back. So. Oh. Um. But, uh, I was gonna say John. John took Trek too. So <laughs> Jaws two. Not about taking. It's not about taking. You took it. <laughs> I didn't take it. You reached up and you plucked it and you took it and you put but, it in but, your pocket. But shouldn't they? Shouldn't they have stopped with Jaws two? Yes, yes, they should have yes, stopped with Jaws very two. much. Although Bess Armstrong is in Jaws three and she has some of the best legs in Hollywood. <laughs> and I will say, as a kid, I liked Jaws three, but. As because adult. of Bess Armstrong. Right. <laughs> but as as I got older, I was like, it's not really a good movie, but I still have nostalgia for it. So um, It's called Bess Armstrong. Right. <laughs> now, Jaws 4, horrible movie. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. What is it? The Revenge? The Revenge. This time it's personal. Yes. <laughs> they're, sending, they're sending irate emails to each other. <laughs> I'm going to eat you, bitch. <laughs> well, I just like how it... it New to hunt the family down. It's like, but it had Mario Peebles in it. Oh my god, I know. Who who played Solo, which was one of the gigs where I did the comic adaptation for Dark Horse. Oh, okay. So mm. I, have a, I have a soft spot for Mario. Well, no, that's a bad way to think. <laughs> you have a soft what for him? Nothing. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I, w- I would never right. hand Mario Peebles something soft. Robert, Robert are you back? <laughs> No, thank God, his religion wouldn't approve. <laughs> we have an urge. Oh, you already said yours, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, mine was uh, the Back to the Future uh, uh, for number three. So, okay, well, you want to skip over and come back? Yeah, we'll come back. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, so for number two. So, so my number two is Terminator Two, and the only thing I will add to what you all have said is that uh, I just watched it with Jacob mm, in the last two months, mm-hmm. and I'm amazed at how well it holds up. Oh yeah. Not just the story, but visually, those effects and and uh, what did he uh, think? He, oh, he loved it. He's seen the did first he? two. 
Oh, yeah, okay. he he saw the first, he saw we watched Terminator a while ago, and then he saw T two, and he really liked it. I I just was really the fact that he can watch it as a teenager and enjoy it, and yeah, yeah. you know that the that it uh, keeps his attention says something these days too. Yeah. It holds up really well. So that's right. good. Very cool. Uh, Shannon, what what else? Well, John took Aliens as well. <laughs> well, that, he took mine too. Mine was Aliens yeah. as well. So I decided to go with Herbie the Love Bug. Okay. <laughs> and Which just, one? That's the one where they, her, they have the car, the other car that's driven by the girl that was on Matlock. The redhead that was on Matlock. What was the, what was the original? Was, was the was original Herbie. one just the... Yeah, okay. I yeah, thought the original was Herbie the Love Bug. No, no. no. Okay. Yeah. okay. It was like Herbie, Herbie the Love Bug, Herbie Goes Bananas. Or maybe Herbie Goes Bananas was two. Because Buddy Hackett was in the yeah things, yep. but I, I just I just picked it because you took Aliens. <laughs> well, um, but I, I do love the Herbie. Oh yeah, I films. I watched all of them as, growing up and stuff, and I, I loved them. So, but what was it about the seventies? You had Herbie, and then he had Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch, and then he had Speed Buggy, right. <laughs> and then there was the Sid Marty Croft show where they had a car that was like Speed Buggy that talked. The people were very into their cars talking yeah. to them. And I guess the, the coup de grace or whatever you want to call it was Kit. I was going to say, then it all grew, it all morphed <laughs> into and evolved into Kit. So, yeah, yeah. Which we were, I was just talking with someone the other day. I, I want to see them bring back on, not, it didn't talk, but it was kind of the same vein as Knight Rider. I want to see uh, Street Hawk come back onto DVD or something like that. Oh, the motorcycle. Yeah, the motorcycle one. It's a great one. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I because they showed that on DVD they were, Reed. they were released. Yeah, they were releasing TV stared up. They were releasing. Uh, yeah, exactly. They were releasing a uh, Manimal on DVD, and I was like, seriously, you're releasing Manimal, and you won't release Street Hawk? What? The, like, what, what I, about Auto Man or whatever it is? <laughs> that's actually part of the same thing. So they have Auto Man and and Manimal on the same DVD collection. Oh, did they? Yes. Oh. I have to pick that up. Yeah, and I remember as a kid loving watching Manimal, and I've watched clips of it now as an adult on YouTube, and I'm like, wow, that what the hell was I smoking that I liked this? <laughs> I will I will say that Man from Atlantis holds up. Okay. No, it doesn't, but I love it anyway. <laughs> you and Mike Myers. <laughs> and he loves everything. Yeah. But uh, but no, I do want to. I'm hoping that one day they'll come out with Street Hawk, and then the other show that I want them to come out with on DVD is uh, Werewolf, which was a Fox show when Fox first started being a station. Oh yeah. Um, it was. I watched the pilot on YouTube. It was a real grainy, bad version of it, but like or bad copy of it. But um, I watched the full thing, and it still was awesome. And I was watching it, going, man, they could really bring this back today. Um, so. Um, yeah, since John mentioned and took uh, Aliens, I'll throw one out there that I'm sure you guys will laugh at that I actually liked, uh, which was Young Guns 2. Uh, <laughs> I, I loved uh, the first Young Guns, and Young Guns 2 I loved also. It just continued the story, and um, it was just a stupid, fun Western. So, well, I think it's probably safe to assume you... Have a similar feelings for Emilio Estevez that John Thurman has for Donnie Yen. Donnie right. Yen. right, right. I figured. Absolutely. 
<laughs> um, so no, Young Guns was on my honorable mention list, uh, or Young Guns Two, I should say, but uh, threw it in there since we already talked about Aliens. So, uh, Robert, what was your number two? Or um, we've talked about all the ones except I had uh, Empire Strikes Back. So yep. um, that's my number one. So that was my number one. Yeah, mine too. Okay, it's hard to beat. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's. I think it's just hands down the best sequel. Yeah. Ever. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to. There's probably not too many things critically, you know, that is kind of universally accepted as as just as good. I mean, maybe, you know, if you're talking film credits and stuff, critics, you, you have maybe Godfather two, or maybe you know, there's a few others, but yeah, I think that's a, it's just up there. It's just common consensus that it's a fantastic sequel. Oh yeah, and it and it's one of the few movies out there where at the end the good guys don't win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just and and you're left with one of those cliffhangers where you're like, son of a bitch, how long do I have to wait till the next one <laughs> to find? Well, out and, what and arguably it's a better film than the first one. Yeah, you know there are a it's lot just, of people it, that feel like it is surpasses. Yeah, yeah, and it's like in Star Wars, which is so groundbreaking and different and new and set a precedent, and then to have a sequel come out and then be even better, yeah, is what I think just established this as a franchise. It's just. It yeah. kind of doesn't matter, well, obviously, what you do after that. People right. are and I think, I think one of the things that plays in its favor is a lot of people wrote Star Wars off as just a kid film. It's like, oh, it's lighthearted yeah, action, right. adventure, blah, blah, blah. And then Empire comes out, and it's like, all right, bitch, here you go. Right. And <laughs> it's dark. It is dark. It's really well Was that, was that the, really the subtitle? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what Yoda said. Right. All right, bitch, here you go. <laughs> no, no. Here you go, bitch, you will. You know, it's that... <laughs> That kind of thing, but seriously, I mean, it's yeah. it's really a dark film. Yeah, it very much and is, it, and it poses a lot of questions. It makes you think about things, and like, oh, you'll realize that you know, and it's just. I, well, and it made you when it came out too. You weren't sure if Vader was Luke's father or if he was just lying to him to throw him off guard and everything. Well, and the other thing too is if because uh, I'm I'm the oldest one in the group. Nobody knew that. Like when it came out, that was the shocker. Nobody wanted to reveal. Yeah. Like nobody, you 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 didn't tell people. Right. You know. Oh man, I can't wait till you see it, and then we're going to talk about it. Nowadays, it's like full spoilers. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like yeah. uh, there, and there's been some movies still where people don't want to tell you. Like Fight Club is one where people don't want to tell you the the twist or the secret about it if you haven't seen it, or Sixth Sense and things like that. Um, but yeah. At, you know, Empire was one of those ones where, like, shit. Like, even to this day, if someone tells me they haven't seen Empire Strikes Back, I don't tell them, even though it's pretty much out there. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm just hard to avoid. Yeah, I just don't want to spoil it for them, especially if it's a kid. Oh my god, you don't like never. It's like, as a huge Star yeah. Wars fan, it's like that's just sacrilege to spoil that for a kid who's just about yeah. to start watching it. <laughs> and that's the worst part. Like, our neighbors have a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. And we've had this discussion. We've had like a long, drawn-out discussion of when you will show these films to him. Yeah. And it's one of those things. Like I almost want him to hold out and wait until he's older. Yeah. Just so that he actually gets that impact of, you know, oh, I these think it's characters. That, that six to ten years old, depending on the kid, you know, and, yeah. and what yeah. they're willing because they, they need to understand it to make it be but, that prominent yeah. moment. Or if you're exactly. my, or if you're my kid, there's. You know John Williams' music playing from the time they're in their fetus. And oh, trust me, this kid's right there. But it's, when it's they're conceived, yeah. right. 
this is the, this is the music we were <laughs> forget that let's get it on i want to hear the Raiders theme is that what you're doing the empire march like what is what are you getting at here this is weird hey you get a good rhythm going on with that so <laughs> oh what really really what you could have oh, can you read my mind going too that's a little more romantic <laughs> and you can picture uh yeah you can picture old lois lane Talking. <laughs> well, and then so, you read like, my mind. Then you have to have the return, the return of the Jedi theme when the the kid is actually born. Like, it's not yucky, Tico. Like the, uh, oh god, that's when <laughs> that's when you want to that's when you want to feed you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I got I got I got to mention a Star Wars related thing. I'll screw you. <laughs> you guys, if you guys ever get a chance, there's a there's a sketch comedy show called The Birthday Boys. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, have you ever seen it? I've seen The Birthday Boys, but I don't it, think I've seen it, okay. what you're referring to. So okay, so go watch the one called Surf's Folly, which is about the internet. It, and the thing with that show is all the sketches tie together and make one thirty minute, you know, kind of overarching thing. Yeah. And there, the the internet episode is unbelievable. And I showed it to Shannon last week because there's a whole Star Wars thing, and for five minutes he did not know what in the world was going on. And then you, <laughs> it's, it it is hilarious. So nice. highly recommend Birthday Boys. I think it's episode nine of the second season. It's called Surf's Folly, and it is it uh, nice. What I'm what I'm disappointed in is that movie doesn't actually exist. <laughs> they uh, uh I, I actually heard about them because from listening to uh pop culture leftovers they were talking about them oh, okay and yeah, uh yeah. so i went to check out some of their episodes because they were talking about how hilarious they were and they i think they actually did i want to say they actually interviewed them i think they actually had them on their show yeah. oh cool so yeah yeah well they're not on the air anymore unfortunately no but, but no get it on netflix and it's yeah just but that one episode and and just hang on because it is it is really really funny. Very cool, very cool. Um, well, <laughs> based on what time it is, I think uh, we've probably pretty much shot our load for this episode. Um, well, I'm still sober. <laughs> well, that's not my fault. No. <laughs> I haven't been insulted enough. But it's... <laughs> Don't worry, I'll send you some text messages tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> That sounds about right. I, um, I can rip some off right now, Robert, if you'd like. <laughs> so I, I know we said that we were going to do an anime, uh, an animated episode for episode 152. Last episode, I said oh, the next one will be an animated episode. We are looking to do that. It'll, we might be able to get together next week sometime and and record that. The uh, Viper. <laughs> no, we're past the Viper now. <laughs> I'll send you guys the list of which ones we're on. So. Um, but yeah, we'll see if we can get together and do the animated episode. And then in future episodes, we'll hit the last top five lists that we had there. And, and I'm sure there's some more from listeners and everything else as well. Um, we, we still have to get back to doing the movie episodes. We've had a few listeners asking us to to jump back into that. Um, I think we're up to 1983 would be the next one. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so we'll we'll get together for that. We're gonna still I still plan on doing the uh, Herb Trimpey uh, tribute episode uh, where we'll we'll talk about his life and his work and any experiences we've had interacting with him. And uh, yeah, so just stay tuned for that type of stuff. There'll probably be some side episodes uh, here and there when I get a chance to record stuff. And 
I know John and I still need to uh, do some more of the Micronauts episodes, and um, so there should just be a lot of lot of stuff coming. Uh, coming up from Baltimore, I'm sure we'll have a Baltimore recap episode, and or at least a uh, live at Baltimore episode, and then we're gonna also uh, Eric Grubb, uh, <clears throat> who is one of our friends, him and I are gonna do an episode while I'm in Baltimore on Robotech. So cool. Um, he is a huge Robotech uh, yeah. fan, and he knows a lot about it. So I'm looking forward to that. So stay tuned for all that. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to throw out before we kind of give our information? Nope. 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 Okay. Well, uh, Shannon, how can they find your work and contact you and all that fun stuff? I actually have a new and updated, all-improved website. Nice. Uh, it's just slgallant.com, courtesy of my wife saying, you need a new website. Um, <laughs> nice. So she, she went out and built me a new website. But it also has a, an email button on it if people have any questions or inquiries about artwork or anything they want to ask me. They can just click that and send me an email, and I will attempt to answer them within the year. Nice. <laughs> and... Uh, but aside from that, yeah, it's just kind of a collection of some of my artwork and what's going on with me. Okay. So you respond to emails uh, following Robert's pattern of getting things completed and everything. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, just like his commissions. I, okay. I promise it within the decade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've, I, that's a guarantee. Right. <laughs> John, uh, how can people find you? So you can find me on Facebook at John Thurman. You can find me on Twitter at that John Thurmond. And uh, again, uh, I thought your Twitter to... account was at uh, Thurmond is the new black. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Donnie Yen fan one two three. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, but uh, but again, I will. I will. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll have a few times to pump it between now and then. But that weekend before Thanksgiving will be the two-day Virginia Comic-Con here in yeah. Richmond. And uh, I cannot uh, – I can't recommend it enough. Of course, I'm on staff, but I'm not paid. So, you know, it's a – So tips are welcome. So tips are welcome. <laughs> but I would love to have – you know, love to see everybody that can make it get out to it. It'll be a great show. You can find out more information on Facebook or also on our website, which is vacomiccon.com. And when is that again, John? It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. I think it's the 20th and 21st or 21, 22, but Saturday and Sunday before Thanksgiving. Awesome. And then, Robert, how can they find your stuff since you're actually still here with us, amazingly, to actually give your information out? Let's let's just shout out to the new Skype. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to the new Skype. Uh, Coincidentally, I have a a big update for my website, too. I've changed the name. It's uh, (laughs) robertatkinskinbundle.com. You can just... Is that tied to some of the stuff that was on your Facebook Google. page the last time we spoke? Yeah, exactly. Hey, <laughs> oh. that was kind of like oh. leaking information, you know. I'm really afraid. Just information, information, huh? I'm really yeah. fearful for anyone that actually types that web address in. <laughs> Please don't. Actually, I haven't done it, and I'm not going to. So uh, I don't suggest that, actually. No, it's it's just Robert Atkins Art on Facebook, Twitter, and my blog that I, that I update fairly regularly. So uh, – really? 
Yeah, come on. I've been doing daily sketch posts. Not the last couple days, but... <laughs> Robert Atkins skin bundle. Don't. What? No! Yeah, what, just... what comes up? I want to know what comes um, up. Let's see. So, it, of course, there's not an actual website like that. So, <laughs> they have... If there was, like, ad... I'd be really worried. <laughs> flaking, flaking skin. Ads related to Robert ad- Atkins skin bundle. Uh, Jenny Craig official <laughs> site. There you go. Um... We have what is Atkins. Uh, we have the Atkins. Oh, it's all dieting. Yeah. <laughs> we got Atkins bundle on eBay. Oh. Uh, we got Doctor Dr. Atkins eighteenth eighteenth. They have eighteen st uh, when he died. No. No. Okay. <laughs> they have eighteenth. <laughs> the st is like right next to the eighteen. <laughs> so, gotcha. Um. Robert Atkins Newsflow24.com. <laughs> um, yeah, it's mostly diet stuff, but uh, yeah, that's yeah. typical. Yeah, that's so disappointing. Oh, uh, Robert Atkins Anime News Network. So evidently, you're giving us a lot of anime news that we didn't know about. <laughs> I didn't know about it. And and of course, there are skin bundles in in anime. So. Oh, okay, that makes oh. sense. <laughs> So yeah, all right. So 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 what's going on with your real website? <laughs> oh nothing. I'm just posting. Yeah, I'm posting uh, daily sketches. Um, uh, well, either production of what I'm currently working on or just uh, catching up on commissions. I have been doing commissions. I get so much flack. On this commissions, is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> He he does anyway, uh, he does one every three months. That's doing commissions. <laughs> I've done three this week. I know. I'm what just, are you talking about? I'm just picking on you. So so what are you working on? Yeah. Uh, I have uh, fifteen Ninja Turtle covers. I'm in the process nice. of working wow. my way through. Um, I started a project with a video game company that is doing comic books based on the properties they have, but they're doing it in a very weird way. I don't know if I'm going to continue working with this company so i don't want to talk too much about it so um it's i mean it's an interesting project um but it's just it's it's kind of like they want to publish comics but run it like a video game art department which those two just don't really mix so they don't have experience in late hours and don't get paid (laughs) no yeah it's well it's i don't know it's kind of like whenever you do commercial work there's so many more revisions and there's so many oh, yeah. it's like approval by committee and all this kind of bizarre and they don't write <laughs> so their like scripts that's what they're doing <laughs> yeah it's like i don't know how this is ever going to get done a comic company yeah yeah it's like one of the benefits of doing comics is you don't have nearly as much oversight yes but anyway <laughs> so we'll see but so the 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 ninja turtle covers and commissions are keeping me very busy and awesome. and uh um the this other book if it, if it works is great oh i did have a book just come out that I drew like four years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's Is it actually Kickstarter you did. No, no, no. I'm still working on that. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> it's the, um, it's called shadow gambit. Uh, it's the, uh, Basil and Mobius kind of chronicles. It's, uh, created by a guy named Ryan Schifrin. It, the, it was scripted by Larry Hama. This is a chance I had to work with. Oh, Larry. this is the one from a while back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so okay. it's just finally came out. I'm not sure what the big holdup was, but it came out. Uh, yeah. So you can order that through, uh, <laughs> You can order that through in-stock trades. So they've got it. That's the cheapest way to get it. Okay. It's called Shadow Gambit. 
So just I don't even out. remember even was it ever like solicited before going in stock. Trades? No, n- no, it's just it just came out as a graphic novel. It was it was released digitally at the beginning of the summer, and then it just came out as a graphic novel. It's just a one. But was, it wasn't. Was it ever in like previews or anything or? No, it just the guy <laughs> self-publishing it. Okay. He put it out there. He's like a producer in Hollywood, okay. so he just kind of has his own way of doing things. But um. It's, I thought uh, I was looking for it, and I remember asking you about it before, and I was so now I'm like shocked that it was it's out there. I I didn't I, I figured it was dead. I, I yeah. hadn't heard anything for years, and all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, this just came out. If you want to promote it," and I'm okay. like, "Yeah, that's awesome." It's kind of like a, a like a James Bond slash Indiana Jones, but with like a, a buddy cop you know feel to it. So uh, cool. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> slash western slash sci-fi <laughs> slash superhero just movie. keep adding stuff to it <laughs> a little bit of legos and some porn meets breakfast club it's meets emerald awesome. meets yeah. smoking the bandit meets <laughs> terminator meets mcdonald's uh, happy meal meets commando meets <laughs> mr clean and not commando as in the schwarzenegger <laughs> movie but like i'm talking about commando with like meaning without underwear yes. yeah they're they're all free balling it <laughs> right <It's> very <laughs> awkward <laughs> Free balling, and it was all and it was all directed directed by Michael Bay. So it'll be lots of explosions and yep. everything. So we're good. All right. Well, you can find us at starjoes dot com. You can find us on Facebook. We have a group page and a fan page. Uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, the fan page I'm pretty much using just for news items. So. Uh, if there's any if there's any news things about anything related to Star Joe's or any geeky stuff, I'm posting on the fan page, and uh, that also feeds into our Twitter account, which our Twitter account is at Star Joe's Podcast. Um, and then there's the group page, which you can be a member of and part of the community. And people are posting stuff every day. It's so awesome. Um, it's all porn. It, it is. Um, <laughs> and if you want to be part of the group page, I think some people have been able to become just part of the group. And some people have had to request to be part of the group. So if you request it, the second I see that you've requested it, you'll be approved. Um, but like I said, people are posting. People are commenting. It is probably a livelier community than our forums ever were. Um, so I'm absolutely loving all the stuff that I'm seeing. Uh, and uh, speaking of forums, uh, I mentioned in the last episode that... Penthouse? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Sorry. I, I mentioned last episode <laughs> that uh, I was sent a link on how to... Uh, a, pl- a website that where you can create your own forum. Uh, I'm going to look into that. I just haven't had the chance to yet. And if I can create a forum and uh, have it going for people to interact that aren't on Facebook, then I will create it. And we actually had listener uh, Scott Romanski reach out to me uh, from the request I made last episode of someone to actually run it. And Scott said he'd be willing to do that. Um, I'll certainly still jump in there and and interact with everyone, but I just needed somebody else to step in and kind of monitor it and be involved with with running it so scott said he would and he's been very involved with emails and and uh interacting with us all the time in the past so i was thrilled that he wanted to do that so once i get that up and running i will let you guys know um and then you can call leave us a voicemail it's 440-941-JOES 440-941-J-O-E-S uh leave us a voicemail we'll play it on the air and you can also email us our email address is starjoespodcast at gmail.com uh Yeah. Can can I make a plug? Yeah. Okay, this isn't for me. Um, anybody that reads Joe will know Brian Shear is my inker. Yes. Brian has his own 
kind of webcomic that he's doing called William the Last. Yeah. And it's really interesting, and he's currently running a Kickstarter. Okay. So if you have the inclination and you want to help out a really good guy, uh, check out Brian's William the Last Kickstarter and throw him a couple of bucks. He's trying to get the book in print. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. No, awesome plug. All right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. (laughs) Take care, everyone. He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe! It's a cobra attack! Get the G.I. Joe hovercraft! Get the new Joes aboard! G.I. Joe hovercraft holds nine Joes. It's the big new way to bring the Joe team into action. And it floats on water. Release death charges! Yo, Joe! Chase that cobra! Way to go, Joe! G.I. Joe hovercraft comes with driver, other figures, and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. 